0: Welcome to your sanity safe space with your favorite YouTube podcast duo Skag 3 whoever he is
1: Get your
0: Saving the millennial generation in weekly installments.
2: You are a terrific team on all
1: counts.
0: Live from a castle tower and his mother's basement, this, this. is the Matt and Blonde Show.
1: I'll lead an effective strategy to mobilize. True international international to pursue. <laughs> hey, why the fuck is the gas so hot, bitch?
3: despite a wide lead for the nomination, the new CNN poll also shows President Biden's overall favorability declining, many Americans seeing a second Biden term
2: as a negative thing. I think the more concerning thing is that Democrats are not as enthusiastic. Part of the reason why people seem to be so unhappy right now with the president of the United States has to do with economic conditions, which by many measures are actually quite good.
3: <laughs> I mean, this is the great irony the economy is pretty good but people feel like so, their so- economic situation is unstable we have trillions of dollars that are going to go out in this infrastructure bill and that will really improve people's quality of life
1: i doubt it you are fake
0: news. shut up bitch <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. very fake death,
1: that falling. was four days ago five days ago
0: you suck fuck you come on man give me a little break here this is lit 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 that's a big game
3: man (laughs) all right america go to the youtube right now big ups to rebecca for keeping matt woke congratulations (laughs) to
1: both of you you're awesome i I can't do it we'll do it live we'll do it live (laughs) fuck it we'll do it live
0: Hello and welcome to the show, it is a great show, it is a terrific show, it is a tremendous show, frankly, the very best, you can ask anyone about that, people often do, I'm told, this is the Matt and Blonde show. My name is Matt Christensen, I'm flanked on my right as always by my wonderful co-host, Blonde, welcome. Hello. Happy Memorial Day weekend to all of our listeners, of course. Please take a moment to remember those who made the ultimate sacrifice. No, not in fact George Floyd, but those who put their lives on the line for this country and paid that price. And the good news is the country is saved once again. Memorial Day is always about heroism, of course, but this year it's especially heroic because Joe Biden and Kevin McCarthy have saved us from the crisis. Of defaulting on our national debt. That's right. There's an agreement in the works that everyone hates, but everyone will vote for anyway. And then they say, or they will say, they'll never do it again and campaign against it before they get reelected and go back to Congress to do it once again in a few years' time. We'll break down the big details you need to know on exactly how many trillion, bajillion more dollars in debt we are signing up for. It's a lot. It's just another hilarious number. Actually, if I understand this correctly, it's infinite dollars. There is oh, no it, it debt is, ceiling yeah. for two years or a year and a half. No. Uh, well, after the election. So yeah, a year and a half. Anyway, infinity dollars. Uh get the money printer, get that ready to go, burr. We're gonna need it very soon, but we'll break we'll break down the deal, or at least the deal in principle. Nobody even has the text yet. Not that they're gonna read it anyway, but the bill doesn't doesn't quite exist yet. Plus, uh the toughest January 6th sentence just dropped. 18 years in prison for the Oath Keeper's founder for seditious conspiracy.
2: Sounds super fair.
0: Yeah. Even though he uh, never entered the Capitol on January 6th, it's the uh, it's the toughest sentence for now, of course, because the Proud Boys, at least several members of the Proud Boys, were also convicted of seditious conspiracy a few months back. They are set to be uh, sentenced in August, so we might see an even harsher sentence then target meanwhile is bleeding worse than bud light in response to its pride month offerings and target says violent extremists are threatening them they just can't show any particular evidence of the violent extremism
2: do they They even know what that is
0: well apparently it's a it's a middle-aged white guy in missoula montana saying hey I've had enough of this nonsense, you hear me? And politely leaving the store when asked to leave. That's the height of domestic extremism. Uh, But uh, Target also can't explain why they embraced violent extremists in the context of racial riots three years ago. Plus, we have a four-piece hoax hate special for you this weekend. And before we get out of here, tonight's movie review is Downfall. I'm excited to talk about that one. Uh, Stick around for that. Plus, we'll catch up with your super chats in between topics. Ten bucks and up on the Sunday show, of course, because we are no good lowdown money grabbers. It will be all this and more on your favorite couple hours of listening material. Remember, you can find everything show related and support the show for as little as a buck a month over on the website. That is mattchristensenmedia.com. Listener support is hugely appreciated and it is what keeps the show operational. If you enjoy the show, please consider supporting the show. We also have show merchandise for sale over on the website as well. Plus, we have offers from friendly, listener-owned businesses too. This week's feature business is our friends over at Western Razor Company. Most razors sold today are made in China by global conglomerates who hate you. Well, not anymore. The High Noon Safety Razor from Western Razor is made in America with all-metal, no-plastic, long-lasting construction and uses widely available double-edged razor blades that only cost pennies each. Safety razors were used by just about every man in America back in the 50s and 60s until the big razor companies figured out they could make more money selling disposables and signing you up for endless subscriptions. But the safety razor has always been the superior method for a better shave, at a lower long-term cost. And Western Razor has launched new products for 2023. You can now buy U.S.-made blades straight from Western Razor. There's a fine leather razor cover as well for protected travel and storage. And now the High Noon Razor is available in exotic limited-edition plating options, including gold, rose gold, and formerly dark ruthenium, the most exotic of them all. But I looked at the site earlier, I looked yesterday, Dark ruthenium is gone. I hope you scooped that when you had the chance. No word on if dark ruthenium is coming back. The word I never knew about until Western Razor. Anyway, shave better and less expensively and support American manufacturing when you pick up a Western Razor. Get 10% off your entire order using promo code MAT10. That's promo code MAT10 for 10% off everything from Western Razor. Find everything you need from Western Razor, plus other great offers from the rest of our friendly listener-owned businesses, including Hero Soap Company, Phoenix Ammunition, Sonoran Defense Technologies, and more. That's at mattchristensenmedia.com deals. Deals by listeners for listeners. Speaking of Hero Soap Company, my signature soaps, Timberline and Old West, are restocked and ready to go.
2: Nice.
0: Get your balls all nice and tingly with my <laughs> Timberline soap. Or become a cowboy with old West. I either, or <laughs> is there a status update on your signature soap?
2: I received, um, I almost said demo. Oh God. I'm so stupid these days. What are they called? Not samples.
0: You can Whatever. go with sample. Yeah. I go okay. With sample. I
2: received my samples. I'm trying them out. I've ruled out one and I, I think I'm, I'm narrowing it down. We're going to get it perfect and then we'll release.
0: All right. Uh, Promo code listener 10% off from Hero Soap Company. Again, find more information at mattchristiansandmedia.com slash deals. Oh okay. I also have, uh, well, I, an accomplishment. I, is this an accomplishment? Do I care? I mostly care that I was able to wrestle this out of the, the grip of YouTube. Um, Aren't you
2: kind of disappointed in yourself, though?
0: In, in a way... Yes, because I'm not on the banned list that apparently exists. I
2: tried to get mine and they told me to get fucked. So
0: so and I I thought that's what was going to happen for me. For those of you who don't know, the YouTube silver play button is an award that you get when you cross 100,000 subscribers, which I did years ago, long before they locked me permanently at 240,000. But YouTube never communicated to me how to claim this award. It's so I, I never received it. Everybody had one of these and I'll just show it. Look at this. I received it. It's sorry about the glare. Let me see if I can get that better. Straight from with a form letter from Raja Muhan this week. So I don't know what I'm going to do with it, but I do have it. I do have it in my possession.
2: Don't you have 224,000 subscribers? You hit a hundred thousand like seven years ago,
0: 240, and it's been locked at 240 forever. Mm -hmm. It will never move up or down. I'm not even jelly. Um, Well, so it came up in conversation a couple weeks ago. And if and I mentioned I had never received one, a few members of the audience messaged me the form letter or the the, the Internet form that you're supposed to fill out to get it. So I filled it out. And shock of shocks. Once I filled it out, it said, sorry, an error has has been returned. Unknown error. You're going to have to speak with YouTube help. And I thought, here we go. This is how the process starts. You did it. I'm going to see it through. So I got in touch with one of their chat help agents and this person said, Oh, we're going to have to investigate. Not sure what's going on there. And I thought, well, it was fun while it lasted, but this is the part where you disappear after this conversation. I never hear from you again. And you're counting on me just to give up on getting my silver play button because I'm one of the undesirables. I'm not supposed to get recognition from YouTube. Indeed though, I did hear back by email a few days later and they said, yeah, you are eligible for your silver play button. Give us this information and you can have it. And a couple of weeks later, here it is. And, and I didn't save the form letter because it was just printed. If it had Raju Mohan's actual signature on it, I would have saved it. But it was just a generic form letter with his printed signature. So it wasn't much special. And I wish I actually would have got it earlier because I'm sure Raju Mohan will have a, a, a storied tenure at youtube but i i grew up on youtube in the era of susan WikiWiki. so to have susan WikiWiki attached to this would have meant more to me i missed the deadline
2: oh ask mine i just Uh, want mine it took a long time to get a hundred thousand
0: and they told you flat no
2: They were like, no, you violated a whole bunch of terms of service. You're never. Well,
0: there is um, I've had strikes on my channel. They're now expired. It still is in warning status. So I have violations on my channel. I've never been. Obviously, I haven't been outright banned because my channel wouldn't exist if I had. But I wonder what the what distinction they're drawing, because you've just had strikes on yours in the same way I have on mine.
2: I never uh, when they give me a strike, I never try to fight it, though. That's the reason my channel is still alive.
0: Well, I've like, lost okay. appeals. They've, they've banned me from streaming for a week a couple times now.
2: No, I've never appealed. I, j- I just don't appeal.
0: Oh, I've appealed but lost the appeal.
2: Because I know if I appeal, they're just going to look deeper ah. into my channel.
0: Yeah. Well, getting into the news. Recall at the start of the month, the play-by-play guy for the Oakland Athletics Major League Baseball broadcast. His name is Glenn Kuiper. Well, he was taken off the job for pronouncing, and I'll be similarly careful, Negro League Museum. as And he he said it in a way. Do I want to say it sounded like N-word League Museum or did he just say N-word League? Museum? He just it was, said it.
2: He said it. All right. It was
0: it was pretty hard to dispute. But after a multi-week investigation, his employer, NBC Sports California, announced he's now fired. Kuyper has been the, the A's TV voice for almost 20 years, since 2006. In a statement, he said, I will always have a hard time understanding how one mistake in a 20-year broadcasting career is cause for termination, but I know that something better is in my future. Now, Kuyper's critics say that the firing was justified because his slip is clearly evidence that he uses the N-word casually all the time off the air. Uh, that sounds like nonsense to me. But, it
2: totally is. It totally is.
0: Well, some additional <laughs> evidence did emerge. It sounds like Kuiper is just very hurried whenever he references the former, again, careful Negro Leagues. Here he is on a broadcast in 2020 talking about the Negro league. <laughs> it's hard to say when I slow down. Let's do like it, the, man. The Negro Leagues, again, uh, in, in hurried fashion. You tell me wide centennial celebration of the founding of the Negro Leagues. How about that? Oh, that's great. Some of the teams actually are wearing Negro League uniforms.
2: Nice gesture by the Giants. They have six cutouts of Negro League legends in the dugout and also just past the dugout where some of the other players are sitting.
0: Now, the first one I think was fair. That was fine. The second two, those are tough. When You can listen to the clip yourself. I'll link it in the description.
2: Yeah, that homeboy is uh, dropping n bombs all the time. I say the we question just, is, should it matter? No, of course not.
0: I actually believe that he's just very hurried when he says it, and it comes out that way because he's done it multiple times. I don't think he's he's slipped with an n bomb this many times. He just hurries when he says it. that's that's my interpretation. But you're a
2: sweet boy, you know.
0: I say whether he's intentional or not we need to remove this trap for the next guy. You've heard me just struggle trying to enunciate Negro League as as well as I can. You got to call it the former jogger leagues or the moonwalker leagues or of course the pregnant nurse bike theft victim leagues. I think those names would be easier to say. You have any other nominations?
2: <laughs> None that I can say. Oh okay. No, I mean, I'm, I'm all for just people just dropping the N word. I mean, well,
0: maybe we they really should go the other direction be beyond this. Yeah. Maybe blonde should be the TV voice of the A's now.
2: Yeah, I agree. But okay. I, I'm with them on this. This is clearly evidence. This guy says this conversation all the time. I, uh,
0: I, I wouldn't go. This is go why I don't drink. Oh. Mm-hmm. OK.
2: Yeah.
0: Well, uh, even though it is a complete and total injustice as a matter of both morality and law.
2: You're going to jail.
0: There is or was a part of me that was at least a little bit looking forward to National Felon Day coming up on June 1st. That would be Thursday. That, of course, is the day that the ATF planned to declare certain pistol brace gun configurations illegal, at least unless you register them. Even though they've been legal configurations for the last decade and no law has changed, the ATF has now decided that they're short barreled rifles and you're a felon if you have one without registration. And I know that I shouldn't hope for such things, but I was kind of looking forward to seeing the band get back together again. It's like, yeah, I (laughs) I want another Waco style rooftop party. All right. I just, I don't want it at my house. (laughs) I don't know whose house I wanted. I just, there's a part of me that just, to the extent that they thought that they were serious about enforcing this, I want to see them try. That's what I'm saying. I want to see you guys try this.
2: They will, don't you think?
0: They, they might, but as this progresses through the courts, it's looking less and less like the attempts at enforcement will actually happen because the uh, pistol brace ban, and I know it's not strictly a ban, but I'm just going to use that in the general sense for what we're talking about here. It, it, it was always going to have a difficult path to survive Supreme Court scrutiny on both second amendment gun rights grounds and due process grounds. Cause again, this was not a, a law passed through Congress. It's merely an administrative reinterpretation of law from almost a hundred years ago at this point. So it could be that the enforcement of this is now is now dead before it even starts on Tuesday, a federal appeals court enjoined the ATF from enforcing the new rule as in they can't enforce it while the case is adjudicated and appealed. Now, technically this is a block on enforcement, um, for members of the firearms policy coalition which is the group that brought the suit or customers of maxim defense which is a manufacturer and retailer uh, of braced pistols that is also a party to the suit so they're sa- firearms policy coalition has a lot of members as far as i understand if you if you donated 20 bucks to firearms policy coalition at some point you might be protected by this order but there's also a second case in north texas Another federal judge this time in district court issued a preliminary injunction uh, injunction against enforcement as well though that one is also limited to just the plaintiffs in the lawsuit members of the Second Amendment Foundation and a few other parties. So technically the ATF if, if you're not related to either of these parties or any of these parties in this lawsuit technically the ATF still has valid avenues for enforcement.
2: Who would who would ATF would be responsible for enforcing this?
0: Yes. So like
2: kicking in doors and stuff.
0: Well, what will you get? Will you get the remember we had the, the the listener a few months back who had the solvent trap and the ATF just showed up at his house and right, said, uh, right, yeah, yeah. hey, uh, you still got that around? Can we poke around and take a look at it? Will they be nice, quote unquote, like that? And nice is a relative term compared to the door kicking that you're talking about. Or will they go full Waco? Nobody knows.
2: The ATF is a pretty small agency, though.
0: They were tweeting earlier this week. They only have like 5,000 employees and or agents.
2: And how many of these are out there? Millions.
0: Tens of millions are believed to be out there.
2: So most people get a pretty good warning to go on a boat ride.
0: Unless you're the first guy. If, If the people who believe in the boat ride philosophy, they've already boat ridden. That's true. The people who are drawing a line in the sand here you're going to get warning if they're actually going door to door in your community, unless you're the the very first guy, but I just don't, I don't see them doing that uh, because this is heading the wrong way so quickly in the courts. I'm just skeptical that the ATF is going to try it against anybody, but then again, this is the ATF. So I guess yeah. hide your dogs, hide your wife. They sniping everybody out here as Antoine Dodson might say. <laughs>
2: Yikes. So, well, I guess this is really happening.
0: Thursday's the day, but I, I'll believe their uh, enforcement attempts when I actually see it. Uh, then again, maybe I, I should be careful what I wish for in that uh, when dealing with the ATF always. Anyway, uh, perhaps you, you are disheartened, discouraged, uh, otherwise uh, down on the fact that Special Counsel John Durham in a 300-page report last week provided a mountain of evidence that the FBI pretty much made up all of Russian collusion and or borrowed it from the Hillary Clinton campaign for the purpose of helping the Hillary Clinton campaign in 2016. And there will be no accountability for that other than the FBI issuing a statement saying, don't worry guys, we fixed all of that stuff. Well, wrong. You are, there will indeed be justice, the harshest justice available, the justice of congressional dunk contests. So, <laughs> That's right, John Durham has officially agreed to testify before Jim Jordan's Judiciary Committee on June 21st. So mark your calendar for the battle of the Twitter clips while McCabe and Strzok and Comey and the rest just laugh at us while sipping a cocktail from some tropical resort somewhere. Speaking of McCabe... He had a great take on the uh, the Indian Nazi this week. All clearly, this is evidence of white supremacist terrorism, the greatest threat to this country. That was Andrew McCabe, former FBI deputy director.
2: You see the ADL statement on this? I did not. It's important to document that seven percent of white supremacists are not white. Like, there is no friggin way. They've done a
0: whole census. They've done an audit of white supremacists.
2: Of people that were arrested at the Capitol. Oh, that's something? how they did
0: Everyone on January 6th is a white supremacist.
2: I need to look into that, actually. That sounds incorrect. Everybody hmm. that marched at Charlottesville. Something like that. Well,
0: is it in this article? I could find it while you it, uh, update me on is. what's happened Just with known white
2: 7%. Su- um,
0: white supremacists. So, Cy, Cy Varshith
2: Candula, uh, yeah. White supremacists uh, for them all. For all ages, 19 year old immigrant, by the way, his family was on an HB visa or something like that from Chesterfield, Missouri, my hometown, went to my high school.
0: (laughs) That's right. We mentioned that on Wednesday, but I forgot. Isn't that crazy? You guys went to the same high school outside of St. Louis.
2: Marquette High School in in Chesterfield, Missouri. Kind of sucks that this is going to be what we're most famous for an indian nazi is there uh, a
0: is there a notable people wikipedia for marquette high school it's got to be
2: yeah it's this guy
0: blonde Well, blondes excluded <laughs> but sai no. varshith kandula the attempted presidential assassin by slow motion u-haul
2: i know so he hit it included. twice he hit this barricade twice and so it wasn't an accident um and he's been arrested on suspicion of multiple charges including threatening to kill kidnap, or inflict harm on biden Federal prosecutors filed only one charge, which is destruction of U.S. property in excess of $1,000. So clearly, they aren't taking any of those death threats seriously. Yep. I am starting to think that this is not a false flag because it doesn't make any sense, and he is kind of at that age for a psychotic break. You he's know? just a lunatic. Well, he's not a white nationalist.
0: Or he maybe he thinks he is. Maybe but he has no,
2: no true history of of white nationalism. He's not hmm. talking about how white people are superior. All he said was like I like Hitler kill the president. I'm not seeing an extensive social media history, yeah. definitely no congregation in person. It it just doesn't, you know. It just doesn't add up. And he doesn't seem like a fed because uh he's not white.
0: Right? Well, yeah, I I guess you could argue it either way. Uh that that if this is a if this is a truly some kind of hoax or false flag, that surely they would get the stereotypical the white, guy. white guy to fill that role. On the other yeah. side of it, is the federal government in fact so diversity obsessed that they have diversified their workforce? in would they do that? that
2: way? I don't know. I'm kind of out on the conspiracy theories on this one. I think this hmm. is just some psychotic, psychotic kid, and they use the opportunity to kind of exploit him in the media. Now I just feel bad for him.
0: It is very weird that that the charging document said. Uh, that he said, hey, I'm here to kill Biden and Kamala Harris, and they've just decided that his, his only crime, at least for the moment, is destruction of property. That's it.
2: Right. I mean, the only reason they would do that is if he had a history of mental illness, which I'm I'm sure he does. He's probably schizophrenic or something. Hmm. Or if he were a Fed, and that doesn't really make sense.
0: Here is uh, the, the statement on the percentage of non-white white supremacists or at least something that could be interpreted that way. In the story, quote, a, 22, a 2022 University of Chicago study found that nearly 7% of the more than 1,000 rioters charged in the January 6, 2021 attack on the U.S. Capitol are not white.
2: Ah, okay. So, what's January
0: 6th? As though, what is the racial component of January 6th? Why would that be? I don't understand why that's supposed to be revealing of anything.
2: Uh, no, like, like minorities can't be pissed off at the federal government for any reason without them being white supremacists. Well that's so stupid they that that wasn't a a clan rally or something
0: yeah i don't I don't get it
2: <sighs> whatever
0: uh anyway, so he he does have a court date on Tuesday, huh, so maybe we'll learn more about the prosecution's theory here uh as to why they seem to be drastically downgrading his charges
2: Well, he didn't really do anything, so I'm kind of with him on this
0: um well, <laughs> yes. But we also live in a world where if if you or I did this, uh, we would be going to prison for 18 years with uh, Stuart Rhodes, as we'll get to later in the show.
2: But I would never do this because he didn't accomplish anything. You got to go big or go home. Let's just
0: say that for some strange reason we did, you know, (laughs) just grant the premise here. We're not going to be let off with a thousand dollar property destruction charge.
2: But what if we were schizophrenic? I don't know. This just doesn't add up. I don't think this was some fed thing.
0: Okay. I'm willing to I'm willing to entertain, but we're now at least two ethnic Nazis in. If there's a third ethnic Nazi, something Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right. We'll come back in a few months, maybe sooner, with another ethnic Nazi to deal with.
2: It's gonna be like a, a Muslim white supremacist. Yeah,
0: something like that.
2: Yeah.
0: Anyway, uh this first story, this these are kind of uh similar stories. So I've lumped them together or linked them, but Uh, this first story, I was sent from a listener and I immediately responded uh, or I emailed in response, classic moments in urban America. And he said, you really should make uh, uh, that a bit like hoax hate (laughs) or surprise cringe, even though a lot of those already are classic moments. Don't (laughs) we
2: basically have a classic moment in urban America on every show just coincidentally?
0: Uh, Yeah, they're kind of unavoidable at this point. But uh, yeah, classic moments in urban America. That's the idea. I don't have an intro bit for it. Maybe I'll consider it. But here are some some entries of this theme. So in Memphis, the local news team, ABC 24, was out interviewing community members about a proposal to more strictly enforce a teen curfew in the city. While talking to a woman about the idea, they actually had to duck for cover because there was a drive by shooting across the across the street. Excuse me report about the city's crime problem almost every day. But today, that problem hit home for one of our crews while doing a story about crime in Whitehaven. We were interviewing a woman about the Memphis PD's plan to enforce the city's teen curfew when out of nowhere, a drive-by shooting across the street. Watch. Say your name for
3: me. my name is Yolanda, Y O L A N D A.
1: just Get down. Get down. Thank you, Lord. All right. We should be all right.
0: The shooter was targeting an apartment complex across the street. Now, no one was hurt, and police responded right (laughs) away. Although, as far as we know, no one's been arrested. Oh, shit! uh, (laughs) There's a great look on her face. (laughs) On the first shot. now, in fairness, the curfew would not have done much of anything about this particular drive by because this particular drive by happened at about 11 in the morning. That's how comfy the drive by shooters are these days. And I checked before live. And as that uh, broadcaster said there, I don't see any updates on the suspect uh, on a suspect being identified or an arrest in the case. So uh, nothing- well, no one
2: was no one was killed. Why would they even investigate this? Yeah, they I have, guess like, that's actual crimes that were committed to investigate. Well, there wasn't
0: definitely unloading your Glock in the middle of the city. Yeah, (laughs) but with fatalities, they're
2: probably this was Memphis. They probably are way backed up on on murders and rapes. Probably have like 7000 unprocessed rape kits. There
0: probably are a fair amount of more serious crimes. You're right. It's sad when uh, when dumping when when Glock mag dumping in the middle of the day is uh, not that big of a concern, relatively Mm -hmm. speaking. Well. Of course, San Francisco also has a serious crime problem, and so this week the city board of supervisors held a special outdoor meeting at UN Plaza. This is a site with an open drug dealing problem, and they chose this site so that the community could gather and consider plans to restore order. The meeting lasted about 10 minutes before it was disrupted by the crowd shouting and booing, and then a woman threw a brick in their direction that nearly struck a child, and so the meeting was paused and moved indoors.
2: And I hope that today's dialogue focuses some urgency around the crisis on our streets and the need for an
3: effective plan to address it.
2: A few moments later.
0: No one got hit to the point. That kind of jazz music they started playing was to drown out the people yelling. At them.
2: That's a tranny.
0: I was thinking the same. It's hard to tell, but I did grab this screenshot. It not only looks like a transgender person being arrested, but it looks like two lesbian cops arresting the tranny.
2: Wow. 2023, folks.
0: I'm guessing. Everybody happy about this? Very San Francisco, if that's the case. Okay. Uh... One quick update from a story last week, then we'll get to the debt ceiling deal. But uh, there was the case last week where a guy was apparently shoved under the light rail train in Minneapolis and we had the video of a leg grote- grotesquely sticking out. I couldn't show the video, but it was. we talked about it. Not only was the guy who did that, he apparently is released without charges, but there is actually video of the shoving itself now too. So what do we got here?
2: Can you show this? I suppose not.
0: I, I can show the version that I censored. Yes.
2: Um, okay. So what happened was, as we suspected, it was one black dude that like pushed another black dude in between two cars, immediately crushed, immediately crushed. And this guy, Dequan, Steven Rogers, um, he had previous, uh, but he'd been previously charged with some brawling incident, uh, on Metro Transit last month. He has like a history of Metro Transit violent crime. Um, and then they tossed some pleadings around in his last assault case, dismissed the violent crime charge, and now he's free to go on his merry way. Like, this guy's out.
0: There is no further explanation from prosecutors about why? No. Okay. Yeah. Now, this video is... S- sort of strange like the guy who dies seems like he's kind of stumbling around almost i hope for his sake he was wasted drunk or something but it's very Ew. clear that, that, that this particular gentleman uh, daquan stephen rogers if the guy wasn't already walking into the gap between the trains daquan here gives him a, a, an assistant he or wasn't. an assistant he
2: got pushed in there
0: shove yeah here i can show you the shove i can't show you the aftermath okay it's crappy quality, but here you go. Guy in the white shirt walking toward the trains, pushed down under, and then he's under, and that leg that was poking out is just being dragged along the platform. He
2: he might have fallen anyway. Maybe that's what it is.
0: I, I don't Can know, Can we watch man? that like, one more time? A, he was, there's he was clearly like... a shove. Oh, yeah. It's not just a guy walking in there, although he's... he That right there, there's an extended arm. Yeah. Or maybe yeah. he saw him falling over. And he was actually trying to save him.
2: Yeah, I don't think it, so. It doesn't
0: yeah. look like that, though.
2: No, he, he pushed him under the train. Yeah. And his little legs sticking out. It,
0: it's, uh, it, yeah. That's
2: that and watching Downfall. I'm going to have just some terrible dreams tonight.
0: <laughs> All right. So, uh, I guess no harm, no foul in that particular case in Minneapolis. Anyway, well, uh, The big news of the weekend is uh, we have averted disaster by perpetuating and prolonging disaster. That's right. The federal government will avoid defaulting on its debt by piling on the debt in trillions of dollars more for at least two years to come. Kevin McCarthy and Joe Biden announced an agreement in principle To raise the debt ceiling, of course, uh, the nation's borrowing limit, the text of the bill has yet to be released. It uh, has yet to exist, actually. They have to write it uh, this week and then they have to pass it before anyone has time to read it. And and actually, if I'm understanding this correctly, as I mentioned earlier, this doesn't even impose a debt limit in dollar figures. It only (laughs) pledges to revisit it later in time. So this bill doesn't establish a a a debt ceiling it just extends the debt ceiling deadline until the very convenient post-election date of january 1st 2025 so unless i'm missing something until then the debt limit is actually infinity dollars and infinity cents so
2: hasn't it always been though for all (laughs) intents and purposes like what does this really change
0: uh But once the depths of recession hit, for those people who believe that we didn't already hit recession because we changed the definition of it and so we're possibly heading toward one. Well, if that happens, let's say we get in a deeper recession than we already experienced. uh, They could, and by they I mean the federal government, they could theoretically borrow an unlimited amount of money to inflate the economy still more until after the 2024 election. Now, this morning on Fox News Sunday, Kevin McCarthy said that Democrats are very, very mad about this deal because Democrats get nothing. In fact, McCarthy says Minority Leader Hakeem Jeffries personally said that. Oh, we're so mad at you, Kevin. Democrats get nothing. Which, of course, doesn't at all explain why Democrats would agree to vote for such a thing, or at least <laughs> why the president would agree to support it. Here's Kevin McCarthy.
2: Have you talked to Minority, minority Leader Jeffries, it sounds like he's going to have to bring Democrat votes to the table because you've got at least a couple dozen who say that they're not. What's your conversation like with him about how you guys get this across the finish
1: line? I think you're going to get a majority of Republicans voting for this bill. This is a good bill for the American public. The president agreed with this bill, so I think there's going to be a lot of Democrats that go vote for it, too. Right now, the Democrats are very upset. The one thing Hakeem told me, there's nothing in the bill for them. There's not one
0: thing in the bill for Democrats.
2: I don't know that that's going to persuade them to join him or you on these votes if they need to.
0: Mhm. Well, uh there is plenty in the bill for Democrats at least in the form of concessions not granted. Things Republicans or conservatives wanted that are not in fact realized at least if the terms of the deal as reported are correct. And um uh so let's talk about what's actually in the deal. Um remember Republicans wanted to freeze spending at 2022 levels. Last week I said 2019, I was mistaken. That would be <laughs> Way too sane. We have to go to 2022 levels. We can't go back to 2019. That's what Republicans wanted. They did not get that. The best they could do is spending will stay the same this year and increase by 1% next year. And so McCarthy literally did the meme, the meme that Republicans are just Democrats with speed bumps. Here's McCarthy in the same interview celebrating this bill as growing government just at a slower pace.
1: We were able to do this when the president said he wasn't even going to talk to us. This is really a step in the right direction. It puts us a trajectory that's different. We put a statutory cap on only spending 1% for the next six years. So we let government
0: grow, but at a slower rate. Oh, great. Fantastic. And now in, the, in that clip there, he said that it's 1% spending growth cap for six years. I haven't seen that reported elsewhere. The Wall Street Journal report says 1% cap, uh, cap next year. Again, the official details of the bill are forthcoming, so perhaps there's just some miscommunication or misunderstanding there. In any case, that's Kevin McCarthy telling you uh, Kevin McCarthy telling you government is not shrinking, it is not even staying stagnant. It is growing, but the trajectory has changed. This is revolutionary because it's uh slightly less steep in its growth path. Who so, thinks
2: that government is not growing?
0: Well Who thinks that? Uh, it's not it's not what people think. It's what people want or what is considered good, I suppose. Like what 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 is the actual goal here? And if the goal is slower government growth, well, I mean, that's not much to celebrate. But this is what we're supposed to celebrate. Uh, Now, as far as the uh, the other uh, provisions of the bill and uh, what Republicans wanted but didn't necessarily get Medicare and Medicaid remain unchanged. The 1% cap does not apply to that spending. There are expanded work requirements for certain federal welfare programs, namely SNAP, a food assistance program. Able-bodied adults without children will face time limits on receiving food stamps if they fail to meet work requirements. No work requirements will be attached to Medicaid. So this is what John Fetterman was all mad about when he was trying to make sense, speaking to the Silicon Valley Bank, Mm -hmm. former CEO. I can't believe that they're suggesting that in order to receive food stamps, (laughs) an able bodied adult who has no children ought to have to work in some form or even do some kind of job training. How ridiculous, how insane you should be able to sit on your ass, even though there's nothing wrong with you and you have no dependence and collect on everybody else's back. Republicans, of course, wanted a reduction in IRS funding. They didn't really get that. They did chop ten billion dollars off the eighty billion dollar expansion for the IRS approved last year. So there you go. That's a big part of the savings. There uh, savings. <laughs> yeah, the savings. It's it's like, um, you know, if a fifty thousand dollar car goes on sale for forty five, and you don't yeah. necessarily have to buy Whoa. the car, but did you save money or did you spend forty five grand that you didn't necessarily have to? Yeah, Uh, there's a provision uh, to claw back unused COVID-19 relief funds. I'm unclear how much of that there even is left. What is there to claw back? I I don't see a a definitive dollar figure. Um, But this this report notes that there's 400 million potentially to recover from the CDC's global health fund. So uh, there you go. Half a billion dollars taken back from the CDC. Mm. Potentially, Uh, Republicans wanted to cut some of the spending in the Inflation Reduction Act. Didn't get that. Republicans wanted. Did
2: you say that the CDC had four hundred million additional dollars because of COVID relief?
0: That's what this report says. Yeah,
2: we just gave them four hundred million dollars, and we're like, figure out COVID and then give it back. Now is that
0: what you're It was. It must have been appropriated to the CDC for the purpose of COVID relief, and it remains unspent unallocated whatever it's sitting somewhere so i guess we can get that back uh so no reduction in inflation reduction act spending republicans wanted to stop biden's student debt cancellation didn't get that though that remains before the supreme court we should see a decision on that in june here i believe so we're gonna get an answer about whether that was constitutional (laughs) any sane answer would say it is not and that is what I expect the Supreme Court to say. But there is room for surprises on that. So the bottom line is um, we are getting about $50 billion in quote-unquote savings from and savings relative to the, to the Biden trajectory, the Biden status quo, in exchange for what will probably be about $4 trillion in additional debt over the next two years at the current pace. And again, four trillion isn't even set it's not That's not a number that's set in law. It's just if we continue on our current pace, that's what we will that's the debt we will acquire unless something radically changes. But this agreement says nothing has to radically change. Just carry on until after the election so pass isn't it 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 probably will, although there might be some drama. Uh, I, the reason I say it probably will is because McCarthy and Biden are not going to promote this bill knowing they don't have the votes. for Right. It. That, that would is. be incredibly politically moronic. Then again, I have seen episodes of political idiocy from both men, so it's possible. But there is a faction of conservatives who don't like this uh, debt ceiling bill. There is a faction of progressives who don't like it. Conservatives generally don't like it for the reasons just described. Um. But of course, without the full bill text, there isn't a full uh, vote count. Some are already defecting, though. So Chip Roy uh, has been on Twitter uh, heavily critical of this bill. Probably a no, I'm guessing. Lauren Boebert says she's a no. Ralph Norman, Bob Good, Ken Buck. I've all seen them implying no votes or at least strongly criticizing the bill on Twitter. Now, in, in any other, uh, excuse me, in any other bill context, of course, uh, if if this was a, a partisan vote, McCarthy could only lose uh, four votes, I think is his number. But the idea is this is not going to be a partisan vote, that that right. with Biden yeah. supporting this bill, Democrats in general are going to vote for it, even if you have a handful of conservative Republicans saying no. But will they? This morning on uh, State of the Union on CNN with Jake Tapper, Pramila Jayapal of Washington, who uh, chairs the Progressive Caucus in the uh, in Congress, she said that um, that Jeffries and Biden should worry about the Progressive Caucus supporting this bill, among other reasons. She's skeptical about uh, yes, work requirements for food stamps. That's where they are drawing their opposition. But as I mentioned, in all likelihood, this will pass. Biden and McCarthy, I'm sure, have some measure of whether they have the votes or not. I don't think that they're promoting this publicly if they know they don't have the votes. So you might see some of these edge progressive and conservative defections. You might see some of that same trend in the Senate. But all the normie members are going to vote for this and Biden will sign it. So I would expect that to happen by the end of the week. And uh, we will continue piling on the debt. A couple other related thoughts here, just to give you some idea for how out of touch these people are, or at least the people who often agree with the likes of AOC. Consider AOC's point during debate on the debt ceiling this week. She asked, when have you ever heard someone say that the government does too much for them?
2: But they are accusing Democrats of saying we spend too much.
3: For anyone that wants to entertain that thought, I ask you to think about the last time a person said has said in this country that the government does too much for them. That their social security check was too high. That teachers are paid too much. When was the last time anyone has heard or
2: seen that?
0: Literally every uh, day.
2: Yeah, constantly. Besides the only people that are really getting anything from the government are minorities.
0: Uh, well, I, I guess maybe she has a, a whole crew of people who would, who would say yes. Many times the government has swooped in and made my life better in any number of ways, but
2: what happened? She looks like shit.
0: <laughs> Let me bring up the still and evaluate.
2: Not her best look.
0: Uh, what don't you like the dress or what? no,
2: it's, you know, she's still got those, those perky tats, but you know, it's like her glasses and, no lipstick. She's got, like, ah. grandma face going on.
0: Ah, okay.
2: I like AOC with a red lip, speaking incoherently about something listen, she has no listen. knowledge of. Listen,
0: You like yeah. a spicy Latina.
2: I do. AOC. Like a yeah. little drunk. Like one and a half glasses of wine, building IKEA furniture. Why not That's tequila? Like okay, yeah. All right.
0: Anyway, if you haven't heard people say that the federal government is far too large and overbearing, you just aren't listening. You don't no. even necessarily have to agree with that. But to be that out of touch. talk about
2: constantly. It, Republicans it, talk about it constantly. You
0: have no understanding of the other side, if you yeah. sincerely believe that. And to her vision here, I would love to hear her explain what is the limiting principle. Is there any limit to the government's role? Or is it just a magic wand to do Whatever you want is it, it, another way of phrasing that is there any function that aOC thinks the government should not control? What is that function? Why? What is the philosophical reason why the government should not control that particular? Well, of thing?
2: course not. She thinks the government should fund people's day to day spending It's so. I, Based what is on, more of a micro government contribution than that? Yeah. So everything above it. She thinks that they should be responsible for. So based
0: no. on that reasoning there, it it seems like the government should handle every aspect of my day to day life because they always improve it. And, it. and if that's what you believe, that the government always improves your life by offering you more and more stuff, just a, a great question to consider from the, um, from the end wokeness account on Twitter. When, when is the last time that you've ever seen, uh, Increased government spending actually work as advertised. Consider these numbers. In 1960, our national debt was a mere $286 billion. Now, unless I'm mistaken, that would be $1960. (laughs) That's not $2023. But still, you get an idea. We have blown out our debt to $31.4 trillion and counting since then. Mm -hmm. And, And as this tweet asks, are the roads better? Is our healthcare better? Are our schools better? Is it easier or harder to raise a family? What exactly has that thirty-one plus trillion dollars bought you? Where did it go? If it hasn't made you the average family's life that much better or even harder, what happened with all that money?
2: Uh, it's gone to to random socially motivated programs. Um, And uh, to welfare programs.
0: Yeah. So if AOC wants to answer, I assume, I mean, granted, I'm speculating about what her answer would be, because as far as I know, she has not answered this question. But I would expect her to say something like, yeah, well, look, we've um, expanded access to healthcare, or we've expanded access to education or all these things. Have we, though? Because I noticed the cost of all of those things has increased greatly the more that the federal government got involved. So how do we how are we exp- do we measure expanded access by dollars that the federal government spent or do we measure it by the average person's ability to acquire that good or service? And if it's drastically more expensive, indisputably healthcare, uh, education, housing is another area that the government has become increasingly involved. Every time the government gets involved either with its regulatory arms or with its funny money dollars Things become less accessible, not more. And it, it's—I uh, just want to hear—I want to hear her answer to this question. It's a very simple one, but I'm not gonna—not gonna get that.
2: Well, you have to think that she's ideologically motivated. She doesn't actually care about about the outcome, the material outcome. She wants to change. She wants to make people woke. That's—that's that's her entire agenda. She doesn't care if like roads are good or. You know, if people have access to healthcare, she doesn't really give a shit about any of this. She she wants people to accept all these alternative lifestyles, and that's like the the basis of her worldview.
0: Pride Month is coming up, after all. Alternative lifestyles are all the rage. Anyway, that's where we stand with our debt ceiling and our national debt. Um, I. I was talking last week. Will Biden actually try this 14th Amendment nonsense? I kind of hoped that he would just so I could see that play out. I don't even get that. Instead, it's the same crap that you always get. A yeah. bunch of members of Congress going to going to D.C., putting together a a massive who knows how many pages this bill is going to be. Nobody will read it. They'll all say it sucks. They'll all vote for it. They'll all campaign against it. And we'll do it again in a couple of years. Yeah, That's how boring. it
2: always goes. That's, it's super boring. I'm sick of this.
0: Yeah. I probably should have. It was foolish of me to even entertain any option or possibility otherwise.
2: No, I mean, you got to have a little hope, right? Yeah. Well, one of the two of us has to have a little hope.
0: I'm just hoping for entertainment at this point. I'm not even hoping for salvation for my country. I'm just hoping for entertainment. And they're denying me that. Truly, these are tough times. (laughs) (sighs) Well, before the top of the hour, we got time to talk about the January 6th sentences. If you want to do that, outrageous, yeah. Well, so I'll get to Stuart Rhodes first, and and then uh, they they got they got the other guy, they got the guy with his feet on Nancy Pelosi's desk. desk, We got him.
2: He was just a humble white trash guy. He literally didn't do nothing. uh,
0: It seems like they had trouble building a compelling case against him, but uh,
2: did they? He got four and a half years.
0: Well, the jury bought it. I guess they just couldn't come up with serious crimes to pin to him.
2: That black guy murdered somebody.
0: Uh, Which one? Seriously, yeah, really. which one are you talking about?
2: A Minneapolis light rail guy. Oh.
0: Well, uh, it, it looks pretty murdery on the video, but I guess the prosecutor sees something I don't. Well, we uh, we now have by far the longest January 6th prison sentence, at least for the time being. Again, there will be an opportunity in August for the Proud Boys on the same charge. But uh, U.S. District Judge Amit Meta Mehta, Mehta Sentenced the founder of the Oath Keeper, Stuart Rhodes, to 18 years in prison this week after he was convicted of seditious conspiracy back in November. Seditious conspiracy in more plain language means a plot to stop government function or even to overthrow the government by force. So it doesn't necessarily mean that you committed violent action, just that you had a plot in place. Two or more people conspiring or agreeing to a plot to commit this violent action. It's the exact same And this same was something
2: thing. of a defunct charge, right?
0: Well, it's been very, it's, it, very, very rarely prosecuted. It's a Civil War era law that they're using here. And I looked at the history of it when I was looking at the Proud Boys stuff. There have been a handful of successful prosecutions, and I'm talking under five. And the ones that have been successful prior to January 6th were often foreign terrorists who either committed or very clearly plotted terrorist actions. I'm talking like built the bomb and were in the process of going to blow something up. Yeah. In the context of the Proud Boys and Stuart Rhodes and the Oath Keepers, they're taking spicy texts and spicy discord chats and acting like that is a plot to overthrow the country. So the judge said Rhodes presents an ongoing threat and peril to this country and the very fabric of our democracy. The judge said Rhodes uh, conduct amounted to terrorism, which is why the judge gave it uh, gave a sentence on the high end of the sentencing guidelines. So, again, much like the Proud Boys case, prosecutors relied on messages between Rhodes and other Oath Keepers members. Rhodes never actually entered the Capitol on January 6th. But prosecutors (laughs) say he was like a general issuing orders from afar. He was the puppet master of all of this. And these are the worst of his puppet master messages. This, This shows he clearly orchestrated all of this. He said things like, quote, we aren't getting through this without a civil war. Uh, a quote that I'm pretty sure could be lifted directly from this show many times. Yeah, totally. And quote, the final defense is us and our rifles. Again, a constitutionally correct statement. Wow, that's
2: statement. incredible. It's so nonspecific.
0: Well, it, it would never... I don't know how this is going to play out. I think according to the Supreme Court's incitement standard, this would not satisfy any sort of uh, of legally actionable Ugh. incitement.
2: It's making me but this is
0: these are dc juries and uh, dc prosecutors so all that's out the window now um notably neither the oath keepers nor anybody else of course brought rifles to the capitol on january 6th so it's really weird that he's saying the rifles are our final defense but also nobody bring them
2: yeah right
0: this is an order from your general okay uh And to date, no Oath Keepers have been convicted of any violent crime on January 6th at all, including Stuart Rhodes, who, again, was not at the Capitol, or at least inside of it. So he couldn't have committed any violent crime himself because he wasn't there. But we're still going to have Capitol Police officers testify about how Stuart Rhodes somehow personally terrorized them. So remember the... uh, I should have grabbed the clip. Harry Dunn? No, not the guy from Dumb and Dumber. Harry Dunn is a uh, is a is a capital police officer. And he's the the black guy who did that. Uh, am I am I thinking of the right name? Was it Harry Dunn in Dumb and Dumber? Before I smear him. I don't know. I'll uh. look that up in a minute. I might have got that wrong, which is a shame because I love that movie. And it, whatever. Harry Dunn is a capital police officer. And uh, he he's a black capital police officer. And during some of the congressional testimony earlier, he claimed that the crowd was, calling him the n-word the entire day just chanting the n-word at him and he even said the hard r n-word in front of the congressional committee (laughs) and even though january 6th is probably the most filmed event of all time nobody could ever produce video of this just like brian sicknick getting hit with a fire extinguisher those are the two videos they could never produce (laughs) but but harry dunn uh gave some testimony at stewart rhodes sentencing and he said, I used to enjoy coming to work every day, proud to be a police officer. But the defendant took all that away from me. So if it wasn't for Stuart Rhodes and his text to his friends. About uh, about maybe we're going to have a civil war someday and also hang on to your rifles because that's your last defense. If it wasn't for that, Harry Dunn could enjoy his job as a Capitol police officer. Then they brought in um, Christopher Owens, who's also a, well, he's a, a metro D.C. Metro police officer who said, quote, My physical traumas and bruises have healed, but the emotional trauma stays with me to this day.
2: What a bitch.
0: Okay. Stuart Rhodes did not attack either of these men. Stuart Rhodes did not assault either of these men. Stuart Rhodes was not even there. Stuart Rhodes also did not tell anyone to attack these people. And even if he did, let's say that there was a text that said, um, Harry Dunn is a bitch and an N-word. You should punch him. (laughs) Wouldn't matter. Well, is that 18 years in prison? No. In any other of context, not. it's not. It, it, you could call it a crime. I mean, I'm sure it would be prosecutable. But it would not be eighteen years in prison.
2: Yep.
0: Rhodes and his legal team say that he will appeal.
2: Well good. Yeah. I'm sure there will be no justice.
0: Uh it is Harry Dunn in, in Dumb and Dumber. Although in Dumb and Dumber he has an E on the end of Dunn. It's Harry Dunn and Lloyd Christmas. Oh, okay.
2: You know, this feet on desk guy that we talked about? He got four and a half years.
0: Boy, how dirty were his feet?
2: Pretty dirty. They were, they were, to be fair, they were pretty dirty. Okay. He was a retired Arkansas police fighter. And all he did really was put his feet on Nancy Pelosi's or desk. Or firefighter,
0: right? He what did I say? Police, police fighter in the context of January 6th. Sounds
2: did I say funny. police fighter? Yeah, yeah. No freaking way. He's
0: not a police fighter. He did wow. no police That's fighting.
2: That's a Freudian slip. He did no police. Yeah. He was a firefighter. No police <laughs> fighting. Um... And he was given 54 months in prison and three years of supervised release, $2,000 fine. Additional charges included theft of government property, which turned out not to be true. They were saying that he stole some of Nancy Pelosi's letterhead, but he actually wrote her a note and bled all over it because he was getting mace and he ran into something. And so how did they convict him of theft? They did not. They convicted oh, him okay. of civil disorder and obstruction of an official proceeding. Um, oh, okay. And they also charge him with disorderly and disruptive uh, conduct in a restricted building and then uh, entering, entering grounds with a deadly or dangerous weapon. But he had a he had like a taser or a stun gun, but it didn't have any batteries in it.
0: Oh, so is that uh, that's a crime? You can't carry that in the Capitol? Is that the is that the thing? Yeah, yeah. He are like not convicted
2: on the felony charges of civil disorder and obstruction of an official proceeding. So I, suppose what about parading?
0: Were. Didn't they get him on parading?
2: They got him parading and, or demonstrating in a building. Actually, no, he wasn't convicted on that. I mean. Oh, he wasn't. But, no, that's like so uh... four, four and a half years. He didn't steal anything. You know, show me the man and I'll show you the crime. This makes me very, very concerned. Just show especially me the with man. I'll show you the parading.
0: Guy. Yeah, really. We'll
2: uh, especially with this previous guy, like any number of those things have and will be said on this show.
0: Oh, yeah, I, I seriously, if if someone out there committed, let's say someone in the audience of this show uh, committed a crime of some sort, I'm not saying January 6th, but just take any sort of crime like that. I'm sure that they could probably plausibly connect something that you said, that I said, that someone else said on the call-in show, something in our Discord server. Yeah, if, they, if we want to play this game where generic statements about possible violence are applicable to specific acts of violence we're all screwed but the the only the only way out of that is uh is well it, it's it's the counter weaponization or it's just leaving the entire system it's it's backing off these people and say I don't recognize your legal system anymore or you have to counter weaponize. You have to start prosecuting them for the same thing. Aggressively. Totally. I
2: mean, there are there's there are incredible, incredibly stringent standards for uh, how specific you have to be for it to be ordained a threat, you know, and, and there's Rightfully a reason. So, yeah. Yeah.
0: So. Uh, God. Well, I just I, I hope in his prison cell they get him uh, they give him a congressional desk like that so he can put his feet up. I can't four and a half years for this yeah it's just asinine anyway and and not that 18 years for Stuart Rhodes is any is any less of a joke i mean that's that's completely insane the guy's how old he's got to be i don't know what he's got to be in his 50s minimum that's that's probably something this
2: is major time
0: assuming he he serves the full sentence that's got to be something close to an effective life sentence for this guy He will live the majority of the rest of his years in prison, if not all of them, unless they get him out on appeal or unless he gets some sort of deal to get out early. 18 years. All right. Jeez. Well, next we'll get to, uh, to the happenings at target throughout the week, but we should take a break and catch up with our chatters before we do over on rumble. Yakko 1977 says, hopefully everyone is remembering what Memorial day is for in their own way. I usually avoid the term happy Memorial day, but it's a holiday, not saying don't enjoy a BBQ. Just remember the fallen, of course, a wise perspective to maintain. And it is, it is sort of weird to say happy Memorial day. On the other hand, I don't know that there's a, a better way to say it. And I, I would hope that those who were lost would want us to have as happy a day as we could for the right reasons. You don't want to do the Kamala Harris bit. I saw this earlier in the day. Remember two years ago, she tweeted a picture of her stupid grinning face and all it said was enjoy the long weekend as though her smile is what is to be celebrated or honored over this weekend.
2: Didn't the ATF like tweet about the humane society or something? <laughs>
0: that would I mean, that's got I've whoever the paid troll is at the ATF. That's a great, that's that's the one did, great job they? they have. I don't, yeah. I could believe it. I don't remember that, but But yeah, I would um, I don't think the intent of any of those who were lost would be for us to mope or and I'm not saying you're saying this. Yako. I'm just offering my own thoughts on this Um, to mourn and to honor does not necessarily mean to be sad, if that makes sense. You don't being happy and having a good day and a good time is how you honor those people as long as you maintain perspective about how and why.
2: I suppose. I mean, if I died tragically, I'd want people to just be just miserable on that day. You know, Just remember me with their sadness
0: and with vengeance.
2: Yes. Your team, vengeance David Hogg,
0: David Hogg also tweeted out, if I ever get killed in a mass shooting, politicize the fuck out of my death. Bond wants it as political as possible. I really do. Yeah. Uh, J.S. F U G Y. I have no idea how to pronounce that, but you're a monthly supporter, and I greatly appreciate that. Thank you kindly. He also says, uh, migrating here, mittens from screw tube. There you go. Post surgery now will not miss the show. Well, I hope your surgery went well, and uh, thanks for tuning in for supporting the show. Um, Nikki941 says, Howdy, farmer. Nice pond you have there. If it, it would be a shame if someone had to regulate it. Neil Gorsuch, not on my watch f-word slur okay will <laughs> rajah muhan allow that um i didn't uh i know the supreme court made a significant decision this week on property rights i'm not i'm not sure if that is the reference here but i need to check that out if that is indeed what happened so even though i kind of understand i think i kind of understand where what the reference is i didn't do my homework on that one so i don't fully understand but based on the super chat i support it and i hope neil gorsuch actually said that in official supreme court documentation all right mm-hmm uh we good we're good on we're good on odyssey we're good on d live so let's okay. catch up on Tibby streaming youtube
2: injured guardian resending because blonde was absent at the time <laughs> thank you uh william Randor- randolph hearst sucks a now deceased elderly friend of mine at the age of five nearly died as collateral damage when hearst tried to have his dad killed for opposing his criminal misdeeds i have heard he was a uh ruthless ruthless man so
0: well he inspired a terrible know. movie so fuck him <sighs>
2: that's your grunt whatever okay injured guardian matt and i once uh were asked to cause a diversion before i could get set up he pulled a duffel bag and a pre-made sign from the car and started calling out soap soap with a prize inside
0: well yeah i why are you gay i am known to sell soap so (laughs) guilty as charged
2: (laughs) mint 20 interesting question if america defaults whose fault is it the president and speaker, the people who voted for them. It's easy to hold people individually accountable in monarchy, but in a republic democracy, everyone can. Do you mean everyone mm. can hold individuals? Oh, there's
0: there's more uh, messages up ahead.
2: Oh, everyone can blame everyone else. It's not my fault. It's the opposition. It's not my fault. My voters didn't want the deal. Everyone is responsible, and thus no one. Is. That's definitely mm. true. And he also says in a dictatorship, monarchy, it's easy. It's always the king's fault, even if he had bad advisors. It's his fault for taking bad advice. Ah, so maybe we should just have a monarchy so we can uh, deflect our responsibility.
0: Well, first of all, thanks for uh show. We love Michelle. you. You're very special. But is it it is an interesting other side to the coin that, quite honestly, I haven't thought that much about. That when you decentralize power, you must also decentralize accountability. Because it is yeah. rarely, if ever, any one person's decision. And so It is a consequence that you will create opportunity for finger pointing. Um, Well, I I will say that. In the uh, if the system was functioning as designed and if we actually had, ironically, oath keepers in this country instead of oath breakers, then that ultimate accountability or at least ultimate power would remain in the people inside of their respective states. That's not to say that it's the people's fault necessarily. Obviously you, you outsource your power to your representatives and they're independent of you to a degree. And so maybe you didn't understand what you were getting, but I would say that, that in that system, the ultimate accountability still rests with the people. And that's, that is a good thing if that is how it is maintained right now, though, I'm not sure that that account, I'm not sure that the people have the power to overthrow the power center in DC, or at least it's very, very tough to do it through. It's very, very tough to do it through the system when we have people who do not honor the system.
2: It's impossible to do it through the system. How can we even do
0: that? Well, when, when the system has been corrupted in the way that I think it has. And when you have a power center like D.C. that refuses to accept the limitations assigned to it per the Constitution. I guess it, it's, it's always the people's power. It's just a question of how that power is wielded. And we have a system that is designed to make sure that it is, or at least to provide a path such that it is wielded peacefully. That's
2: true.
0: Peaceful options are not being chosen commonly. Uh,
2: <laughs> no, indeed. Anyway, oh, uh, it's,
0: it's a really interesting thought, man. And it's something I, it's a, you phrased it in a way I hadn't thought of before. So thanks for that.
2: Um, injured guardian also said my soap theme deadwood reference failed. Very sad. Soap, soap with the prize inside. Um, I just watched Deadwood. I should I should be able to get this.
0: I thought that was a gay joke.
2: Oh, yeah. That was a you Deadwood
0: did. joke, and well, I missed you know, it? I don't get it. I so just I, watched Deadwood. I, I miss Woo the most in that show.
2: So he was the best. Yeah. Um, General Grievance. Blonde and I once made Soap. Matt was doing so well, we had to get in on the action. In an impossibly quick pace, we made $6 million, but we lost it when we expanded to the lampshade market.
0: <laughs> Paul Hitler, baby. Thank you.
2: (laughs) All right. We'll circle back.
0: All right. We will come back to your chats, uh, toward the end of the show. Thank you guys. Appreciate it.
2: Um, I'll have to just circle back with you.
0: Okay. Let's get back into the news and we'll start with, um, with what's going on at target. So, uh, first it was Bud Light, of course, and still is actually, but now target is facing the wrath or at least some, uh, mildly costly pushback if you want to call that wrath but over the last bad well financially it it's looking pretty rough over the last week or so target has lost 10 billion dollars in market value that's a 22 percent drop in stock price yeah target stock is now trading at its lowest price in nearly three years now in terms of stock price that's actually a, a bigger hit a worse hit than Anheuser-Busch over Bud Light. So Target is bleeding in many ways. And the pushback against Target is related to several items in the company's Pride Month merchandise. Some of these products uh, are from the LGBTQ brand Abpralin, if that's how you pronounce it, which is founded by a British designer. His name is Eric Carnell. And Eric Carnell... Well, he was thought to be a Satanist. He is now denying that he's a Satanist, but he uh, uses a lot of Satanist themes in many of his graphic and clothing designs. One of his shirts says, uh, Satan respects pronouns, although that particular design was not sold at Target, but that's one of his designs in general. In this Washington Post bio, he says, no, you misunderstand. I'm not a Satanist at all. He says, quote, I don't believe in Satan. If I believed in Satan, I'd have to believe in the Bible, and I consider myself an atheist. Now, I don't know if that's actually true. I'm not an expert on Satanist philosophy, but do actual Satanists believe in the Bible? Is that part of their worldview? I world
2: don't view? think
0: so. I that's just an wanna... okay cover though. Yeah, I don't know. I, I'm I'm curious what the actual Satanist would say about that statement. Anyway, that's just part of of the backlash. Target is also facing backlash for uh, these tuck-friendly swimsuits that allow men who think they're women to tuck away their male genitals. Apparently some of those were for minors, and so that's part of the controversy as well. And then Target was also selling children's books titled, among other things, Bye Bye Binary, a story about a baby who rejects the gender binary. Pride 123, I'm not sure what that is. Maybe it's a pride-themed counting book for young children something like that and i'm not a girl i don't know what that one's about but target responded to the pushback by scaling back a lot of these displays in some cases removing items in general in other cases putting them more toward the back of the store um, but Target is saying this is not because these items are inappropriate for children or that any of the criticism they've received is actually correct. It, it's because of what Target says are threats that they've received that are impacting their team members' sense of safety and well-being. So Target, Target issued uh, a statement that said, quote, "We've experienced threats impacting our team members, yeah, sense of safety and well-being while at work. Target continued in this statement, uh, that the thing they regret the most is that anybody noticed with a picture of their now satanic dog, uh, (laughs) whoever did this Photoshop, I'm sure it took them two seconds, but it actually looks pretty legit. (laughs) Now it, it, uh, target has also, um, moved some of their items regionally. So that's another part of this explanation that doesn't make much sense. Uh, stores in southern states were shifting pride related merchandise away from the front of the stores toward the back of the stores but were the threats regional then was it only uh, southerners who were very mad about this moving the merchandise in that way suggests some sort of market analysis at play unless these are southern specific uh southern specific threats But the trouble for target is they don't really have an explanation for what these threats are outside of a few very mild examples and some bomb threats that appear not to be credible as we'll get to in a few minutes. This threat language, which target issued earlier in the week, way before the bomb threat stuff even happened, appears not to be credible. It appears to just be made up and target has yet to explain what these threats even are. So, uh, media outlets have actually backed off of these uh, claims. So the AP, the Associated Press, whose articles, of course, feed hundreds of other publications what the AP publishes, will show up in your local news outlet. Well, they ran this headline Tuesday night, quote, Target removes some LGBTQ merchandise from stores ahead of June Pride Month after threats to workers. And the article did not cite what any spe- threats
2: to workers. Yeah. yeah,
0: they didn't cite any specific ones. But then on Wednesday, so by the next day, the headline was changed, and this was stealth edited. They did not explain the change; they just made the change, and it became quote Target becomes latest company to suffer backlash for LGBTQ support pulls some Pride Month clothing. This uh, version of the article does mention that some uh, some angry customers approached workers and posted threatening videos on social media. From inside of the stores, but again, no specifics. And there are a couple videos that I've seen, but but either of these, in the official six-point ranking of White Rage, I would I would grade them right about well now, hold on just a minute, or is that too high? Do you think? I think it's
2: too high. I think we're at all right bucko.
0: We're only at all right bucko. Yeah. Okay. The one in Missoula looks really mild. Uh, He
2: might be a, you just hold your horse.
0: Okay. Oh, so he's, he's actually elevate. He's gone. He's gone up.
2: He, okay. He's not doing very much, but you can tell he's super pissed. Okay. (laughs) He's so pissed off. All this guy did was told this transgender Missoula couple in target to enjoy it while you can, while he was just throwing some merchandise on the ground. Now compare this to any like black person target. Uh, that was almost a disaster. Uh, uh, the Minneapolis episode, (laughs) episode. I'll,
0: I'll discuss it in a minute.
2: Uh, we have a clip though.
0: Yes. Here is, uh, here is an enraged white man at the Missoula, Montana target saying something to the effect of, uh, now hold on just a minute or whatever it was.
2: it's so polite
0: what do they allege he actually said there was something
2: enjoy it while you can
0: enjoy it while you can
2: newsflash pal yeah.
0: <laughs> oh okay
2: this is our problem we're not uh we're not angry enough
0: well you saw point one on the ranking right it does the ang- when the anger hits it hits hard
2: we are about to talk about downfall. And, yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. Uh, there there was also this video. I didn't prep the clip, but there's a guy named Ethan Schmidt who did something similar. He took down the Take Pride rainbow cardboard display and stomped on it. And it's about wow. a 20-second video clip. You can watch it. Now, strictly speaking, uh, do you have a right to go into Target and, and destroy their property? No, of course not. But are we going to act like this is some seriously violent threatening event or is this just a guy being about 10 percent too aggressive with his opposition to what target is doing because i remember as you mentioned there were um, there were episodes particularly one in minneapolis where this wasn't even about target they weren't even opposed to target it was just opportunistically punishing target of course it was george floyd three years ago and this was the target nearby in minneapolis This place was just devastated. It looks like some sort of natural disaster blew through. Whole stores ransacked. You got guys (sighs) hammering on the self checkouts, I guess, trying to steal the cash or whatever they're trying to get out of it. You got uh, you got entire shopping carts full of stuff. Effectively, the entire store looted. There were fires inside the store or destruction so severe that it engaged the sprinkler system flooding the store. In response to this event, Target closed 24 stores nearby outright for several days. You couldn't even go in at the time. Maybe
2: I need to trust the process, you know, like black people are showing that they don't have very much impulse control. So maybe I need to trust (laughs) that that white people are just demonstrating impulse control all the while preparing for step number one. And that it's just going to be all right, bucko until it's SS uniform.
0: Well, they better listen to Newsflash Val. That's all I can say. (laughs)
2: Yeah better that guy was just like
0: yeah <laughs> oh. And uh when that happened did Target blame the political threats they were receiving? Not just threats, no. but political violence enacted on, upon them. No, I of don't course think no. they
2: addressed it at all. Yeah,
0: no, they did address it. Uh, they actually <laughs> enhanced their store with uh, improved social and racial justice graffiti art on the outside. And I, I don't know what it says entirely, but in this particular image, we stand together, we build together, I think is what it says. No, you don't. No, the whole store was destroyed together. There was no building at all. But somehow the political threats were less concerning for the Target Corporation when their whole store was destroyed, not just a a corner of rainbow T-shirts for five-year-olds. Yeah. Yeah. And and now there are these claims that Target is receiving bomb threats. You got an episode in Utah and an episode in Ohio. And somehow Tim Pool is involved.
2: Yeah. Okay. Okay. So on Friday... Uh, A bomb threat to multiple locations prompted the evacuation of a Target store in Utah. And then there was a separate incident uh, at multiple locations in Cleveland. So authorities were alerted to these threats after local news stations received emails from trans extremists threatening to bomb Target for removing satanic groomer merchandise. Uh, Salt Lake City police are like, there's no credible threat. And then something happened similar uh, in Cleveland. And there were five Target stores in in those emails. So this is the email. Target is full of redacted cowards who turned their back on the LGBT community and decided to cater to homophobic right-wing redneck bigots who protested and vandalized their stores. Um, We won't stand idly by as the far right continues to hunt us down. And then apparently this was also sent to TimCast. But Tim tweeted that he never received this email, TimCast.com. And I have no idea how they got this screenshot. We did receive something similar, but this is not the one, which is odd. And he believes it's a hoax intended to smear the left. This also seems hoaxy to me.
0: It reads like someone trying to to write as Antifa, fictionally. Yes. You guys suck. You catered to the right-wing bigots, and uh, I mean... Mm -hmm. Even if true, though, this would not be necessarily what Target is saying they're combating. Target is at least implicitly saying we're combating right wingers who are opposed to our pride stuff. This threat would be people threatening Target for surrendering to Sur- right. the right wingers. And so for t- even if these threats are legitimate, they're not. Target's claim of threats predates these bomb threats. So Target could not have been talking about this they when they said that they were receiving the threats that caused them to make this move in the first place. All I know is whatever's going on with Target, um, even with the Bud Light stuff, uh, th- this sort of uh, revival of boycotts, I think, is is somewhat refreshing to see in so far as the. Uh, <laughs> There's there's some accountability here being demonstrated that maybe there actually is a line that like, OK, we're not going to pretend that men and women are the same thing or that we should uh, encourage children to believe that men and women are inter- interchangeable in the same thing. And so there's always the option of just withholding your dollar and and seeing some success in that tactic. I, I do appreciate. Yeah. But there's opportunity to go bigger. And I always like the people who think creatively. It's going to sound weird, like thinking creatively outside the box, within the box. Yeah,
1: and by yeah, that, yeah. I
0: mean not engaging in illegal or immoral behavior, just thinking of creative ways to resist, to borrow the term from the progressive. This is who are some, illegal. It's got to be. I don't know about this. Maybe, maybe someone who's maybe someone could drop some creative charges. But I don't know. Other than trespass, once they tell you to leave, you have to leave. I don't know how this could be illegal. And I don't know if this guy's actually doing it, but I do know that it's
2: theft. there's no way this is not illegal.
0: He didn't take anything. He's not taking anything. Wait a second. Let me describe it. Let me describe it.
2: Okay. okay. So this
0: is a post over on 4chan. And uh, it's just an anonymous guy. We don't know who this is. We don't even know if he's really doing it, but someone could. He says he, he goes to Target and did for pretty much every day for a week. He would load up as much of the tranny stuff as he could and then take it to the checkout. So, Maybe multiple carts. He says he would he would make the transaction as complicated as possible where those protection plans. I don't know what protection plan you could get on like a T-shirt, but whatever options they have, he would say yes to everything to fill out all the paperwork and make it as complicated as possible. He says that that these orders of his he he was getting carts full of the tranny stuff, like take the whole tranny display and put it in a cart. He says he was (laughs) he was getting rung up for eighteen hundred to twenty five hundred dollars a piece. And then when it came time to pay the bill, he would say, oh, dang it. I forgot my wallet. I forgot my wallet. Hey, anybody got $2,500 cash I could borrow? Can anybody cover me? Oh, no, nobody. Oh, dang it. I'm going to have you know what? I'll I'm pretty sure it's in my car. I'll be right back. And okay, what have you done now? You have drastically reduced the available inventory of tranny stuff. They're, have, just,
2: they're just gonna restock it though, and then you've pissed off a bunch of low level employees.
0: Yes, and I am somewhat sympathetic <laughs> to them in, yeah. in the same way that I'm sympathetic to the guys at Bud Light and Anheuser Busch who are having their hours reduced because there just isn't enough demand for those for those beers. I I I sympathize with that. However, I also understand that if we allow this sort of, of influence to go unchecked throughout our culture we are losing a, a bigger battle. I know it sucks if you're the guy who's paying the financial price for that.
2: but Yeah, but a, a better way to get the company would be to steal from Target.
0: What? <laughs>
2: yes, because you're, you're, not, you're not damaging the, the well-being of any individual employee. So a little birdie told me that they will not do anything to you until you've been caught stealing $35 worth of merchandise from Target.
0: Well, I'll, I'm going to let you finish. <laughs> but, but but stealing is still immoral. Carry on.
2: Is stealing from these companies immoral? Yes. Why?
0: Stealing from anybody is immoral because people have a right to their property.
2: Yes, I hear you. But isn't there a greater moral good that we're striving towards, which is destroying these companies? Okay,
0: Kami. Calm me. Yeah,
2: I mean, what if you can just take these this merchandise and then steal it and then throw it in the trash can?
0: I I don't see. I don't actually see how that's better or how that's more fair to the employees because those because you're not
2: wasting the employee individual time. Well, like if somebody did that to me and I had to do all this menial work, I'd be so pissed off.
0: Those employees are paid by the hour they don't actually take the risk that target does. So they're going to get paid no matter what, whether their time is actually used yeah. productively for the company or whether it's used on this, what ends yeah, up being but, a but wasted they could sale. be
2: playing Sudoku on the toilet and not be like entering in like 7,000. They could be doing better numbers.
0: forms of, of uh, wage theft from the company or whatever, whatever it is. Don't would be.
2: steal anything. I'm just saying that we should be trying to destroy these companies.
0: I just don't, I don't understand how that's better for the, for the worker, but in anyway, it's um,
2: less annoying for
0: the worker. Well, I worked at Target for a summer. Most annoying job I've ever had, and <laughs> and nobody did any of this shit.
2: Didn't you quit in the, in an unceremonious, uncharacteristic way? The only job like, I just, never coming back. It's the only
0: here. job I just straight up left. <laughs> yeah. They they refused. The problem was, I was going back to school, and I told them a month ahead of time. Here's my class schedule.
2: Oh, so you tried to do it right? Yes, uh, I
0: was working full time before my senior year of of college. And they said, we don't hire people seasonally, so you're going to have to work here through your school year. And I said, okay, but I'm only going to work part time during the school year because I'm a full time college student. And
2: then they signed you up for full time.
0: They made me work full time my first week of school. And since it was only orientation, I said, okay, but I'm not. I said, listen here, bucko. Newsflash, pal. (laughs) And then they and then the next schedule came out and I was still full time. And I said, I don't work. So I burned
2: that target location to the (laughs) ground.
0: And that's the story of the Minneapolis target. That's how it all happened. No, uh, I just, I that I, I never used it as a reference. I never, I just said, I think I quit by email. I said, I don't work here anymore. I think that's how I did Good. it. Good for you. Anyway, I, I don't, I, I should stop short of encouraging anyone to attempt this. I'm just saying there's not really anything morally or legally wrong with this approach. And it's highly entertaining.
2: Okay this
0: guy by the way who says he did this he said that target eventually banned him for two years from that store uh but he lives uh, another target is 12 minutes away so he's gonna go do this again
2: oh yeah if you live in like seattle you could do this to five targets
0: we only have i have one target that's pretty near me in bozeman and then i'd have to go to billings to the next nearest target that's two hours away
2: doesn't sound worth it
0: maybe there's one in butte i don't know
2: your wife is gonna be like, "Where have you been for the last four hours?" Um,
0: like, wow. Maybe I might try this. I might try this. I don't <laughs> know. There's no crime. That's true. It's all good fun.
2: When I first read it, I thought he was uh, checking all that stuff out, but he wasn't. You thought like well, he was, was g- but he w- I thought he was stealing it.
0: Yeah. Oh, you thought he was actually taking it. Yeah. Okay. Which well, would have
2: been awesome, but whatever.
0: Bye. Anyway, as the uh, the guy posting this says, "Become ungovernable," and I, I <laughs> appreciate it all right time to talk hoax hate and i have four of them are you ready i'm ready and now the nobody saw it happen but it's totally a product of trump's america hoax hate crime of the week ah shit it's backwards you think they'll notice (laughs) in rainbow city alabama no connection to pride month actually i wonder there's probably a lot of animosity toward the city name these days in rainbow city alabama but this has nothing to do with that it's about a, a, a biracial teenager who earlier this month was attacked by two white teens as he fled to a family friend's apartment and all of it was caught on the ring camera at this apartment so Both the teenager, his name is Jacob Turner, and his mom, Ashley, insisted to local news this was nothing but a racial attack, just racist white kids hunting him down and beating him because he's half black. I can't show you the actual beating footage, thanks to Raja Mahan, of course, but I can show you the rest of this story
1: the victim says it all started when a group of boys he didn't know seemed to have a problem with him and his friend who are both biracial hanging out in a parking lot with a white teen girl he says these boys in two separate trucks actually chased his vehicle that chase ended when the victim hit a dead end he says that's when he jumped out of his car ran to a family friend's apartment to ask for help The ring video camera picks up right here. This ring camera video shows 16-year-old Jacob Turner being chased and beaten by two teenagers. It's disturbing to watch, especially for Jacob's mother. He's such a good kid. You could see the hatred look in their eyes. You know what their plans were. She also wants police to investigate the possibility that this was a hate crime. The young man that was at the bottom of the steps
3: went back to his school. Um, showing that video, bragging about what he did to my son, calling him the N-word.
1: Now, this was an eye-opening situation where there's a lot more race things going on, and now it's starting to affect me.
2: Hmm. Okay, whose girlfriend did this kid bang?
0: Well, you can tell from the original story, which is now a couple of weeks old, oh, there was a dispute over a girl, you say. It's okay, so immediately, is this a racial thing, or yeah, did you... Uh, did you tread on someone's girlfriend? Is that what happened here? Yeah. So, sounds like this fight started over something else like that. And then race was blamed for sympathy. So, uh, a couple of weeks later, so this week, um, the, the police department has now finished that uh, multi week investigation. And they say in a press release information collected the night of the incident suggested that the reported assault was a result of a prior altercation that that had transpired at a separate location. There was no evidence found that proved the assault at the apartment complex was racially motivated. The assault appears to be the result of prior confrontations that occurred earlier that evening. Three juveniles involved are now facing charges. Now, one would assume that means this biracial angel, such a good boy, as his mom said, I would assume that means that he is facing charges as well. We don't know that for sure, though. There might have been somebody else involved at the prior, uh, the, the, the original site where this conflict developed. Uh, and we, we won't know because this is a juvenile case. So identities are not being released. But it's certainly possible that this angel boy himself was charged for his role in this conflict. And just in case you think that it's a corrupt, racist local police department. No, actually, the FBI's Birmingham division assisted on the investigation. Even the feds could not find the racism. But that's how insane we are as a country, that if some high schooler makes out with some other high schooler's girlfriend and there's a fight over it, we got to get the FBI in to make sure that race was not a a factor.
2: The only thing that we know for sure in this case is that 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 dude's mom is a giant whore. Like, what else do we know?
0: Uh, I noticed dad didn't comment in the story. <laughs> so that's, I, we don't, yeah, really. I don't, I don't know. Anyway.
2: Hey, I'm sure he's there being an upstanding father present in the life of his son.
0: I don't know. He's not, he was unavailable for comment. Draw your own conclusions.
2: Yeah. He's unavailable for visitations too.
0: <laughs> now this one might be real. I don't know what to think of this. This is, involves more of those real life Nazis who are a lot like a uh, Patriot front. I just don't know what to make of them in Columbus, Ohio, a drag brunch fundraiser for a local gay youth center. Yes. A gay Ooh. youth center was protested by very real Nazis who marched across the street with an authentic neo-Nazi flag, but that's okay because instead of raising the original $5,000 goal for this gay youth center, now these activists have raised over sixty-five thousand dollars. A drag brunch fundraiser for a local youth center. A local youth center at the end of April gained national attention. That's when a group of demonstrators wearing ski masks stood outside and flew a Nazi flag. Now, a $5,000 goal has turned into more than $65,000 in donations. That fundraising event at Land Grant Brewing in (laughs) Franklinton didn't stop when the group showed up. Those performers continued as this group of masked men chanted, there will be blood, tried to intimidate those in attendance. Corey Williams, also known by his stage name, Anissa Love, was one of those performers. The moment all that that negative stuff happened,
3: I watched people that I did not know in that crowd, even, especially the allies, just swarm and become this one unit, which there's so much division in our world in general. It's beautiful to watch that happen.
0: The fundraiser was a benefit for Kaleidoscope Youth Center, the only LGBTQIA plus specific programming serving Columbus's youth.
2: Hmm. Come on, this could have been a legit bag drag. It seems like a real missed opportunity. <laughs>
0: Well, I wonder why that guy is so excited about a community center for gay kids. I wonder what he's going to I know. Do what
2: there. do you get out of that? They're just a bunch of like teenage bug chasers. That's what's going on here.
0: Now, if you're curious, you could see them a little bit. You could see the real Nazis in the background of that news piece. But I went and found the, the video, the close up video of these actual Nazis chanting there will be blood.
1: Anyway, I've
2: got well they're all pretty fit and attractive. They had coordinating outfits. Maybe real.
0: I'm going to say fake for two reasons. Number one, because nobody was arrested.
2: Okay. Yeah. That's Number two, true.
0: blonde doesn't the know money. who any of those people are.
2: I don't, I don't.
0: So fake. Clearly. Okay.
2: Yeah. And then they made so much money.
0: Uh, oh yeah. The, uh, the, the fundraiser for the gay youth center. Yeah.
2: Mm. But how would they be so good at picking out people for this job? And then so bad. With the Mexican Nazi. It's a fair Nazi question.
0: Nazis. I do have to explain that if I'm going to if I'm going to take the default uh uncritical view that everyone who seems bizarre is a fed.
2: I don't know. They all had like they all looked fit and young and they had deep voices and matching sunglasses and I liked their vibe, but it wasn't gay. It seems like it's too well orchestrated all right. for feds. I don't know. I'm going red suit jacket real. is pretty
0: gay. I I I don't know.
2: That guy that. looked like a homosexual. Yeah, yeah. They right. have, you know. I like. Well,
0: it. tell me if you believe this particular story outside of I'm, uh, I'm, of I Seattle. Don't. It's this Issaquah, Washington. A mm-hmm. weird old bisexual lady who clearly tells true stories all the time says she placed pride flags in her yard and outside of her house to show that all belong here. But several times now they've been stolen, but that's okay, because she replaces them with bigger and better pride flags and gay kids from gay families just come by all the time and they tell her how much it matters to them and how greatly she is saving the community.
2: This is the third round of flags Deladolx Deladol 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 Cole bought to pledge her place as a safe space for the queer community after she says pride flags were trashed last year and more were stolen last week.
3: My instinct is like well if you're going to do that I'm just going to put up bigger ones. I put up a big um, rainbow pride flag and a a big bisexual pride flag because I'm bisexual queer woman so. That's kind of where it came from.
2: The Issaquah mom says she posted on Nextdoor to see if anyone witnessed the flags being ripped down Tuesday morning. She says she didn't get many tips, but did get a reminder. Well, I actually had
3: parents come up to me and say to me how important the flags were for them and their kids as they walked through their neighborhood. No one said that. So their children who were queer knew that they were supported within the community. That was really touching to me that I just me hanging a flag could do that for someone. For me, it represents my home as a safe place for those within the community, that if they do need help, they know where to go.
2: (laughs) This attitude that all of these weirdos' homes are safe places for kids is just a way for them to be able to molest kids. That's really what this uh, is about.
0: Yes. This lady is no different than the guy with the windowless van and the free candy. We just yeah. used to have an appropriate skepticism. My of that.
2: My home is a safe space.
0: Yeah. Hey, kids. <laughs> Do you not like your parents? Are you looking to run away? Well, I have a great opportunity for you.
2: I got all the ice cream. You can play video games all day long.
0: You can chop off your wiener. Yeah. Now, if I've ever seen a trustable face, it would be this one. That is a trustable face Yikes. right there. Now she says in this news piece, she talks about her children. I wonder what the story is there. I don't know. She obviously openly uh, categorizes herself as a bisexual queer woman or whatever she says. But what's the story? Yeah, she on these... let
2: a bunch of dudes stick it in her until she got fat. And now she's like <laughs> bisexual. She just got weird glasses. That's
0: it. Uh, it looks like that. Yeah.
2: Women are not bisexual. This is so stupid.
0: What is this hair color? Like oxidized copper or something like that? I don't that? know is this uh i don't know aged mermaid scale tone <laughs> or what the, i don't even know yeah. it's a weird this color
2: is called old mermaid
0: yeah something like that uh, speaking of is it the little mermaid premiering over the weekend i, I did not get the opportunity yeah, it got, to it see got really
2: it. bad reviews hmm.
0: well uh i have one more there was a uh, uh in saint paul minnesota a mosque near the state capitol was burned in a suspected arson on May 17th. State Representative Samakab Hussein (laughs) said this was clearly an Islamophobic hate crime. Quote, if one Muslim person does something similar to this, we call them a terrorist. But this should be a terrorist. Well, the investigation is in. And shockingly, it was indeed a Muslim who did this on May 19th. Police arrested Saeed Murakhesi on second degree arson, second degree burglary and possession of meth charges. I'm not sure if he was doing the meth when he did the arson, but he had some meth. Prosecutors say there's no evidence to say it was a bias crime on account of the fact that Murakhesi is a Muslim or as the Star Tribune characterizes that he identifies as Muslim. Murakhesi told a t f in, uh, agents investigating that he did this for fun and as a form of protest too on behalf of other Muslims who are homeless and not being served by this mosque, Murikezi also said it's a good thing that you caught me because I was planning to torch another one or a church. <laughs> Murkezi also says he hates terrorism but is becoming a terrorist <laughs> and, and that's like sound... this
2: guy, what is happening? <laughs>
0: If that sounds crazy, that's because Murakezi is believed to have mental ill, uh, oh, mental okay. health issues. Yeah. But, um, but really, that's these days mental illness, mental health. That's a synonym for Muslim, as far as I can tell. Whenever there's an Islamic attack, mental illness is always the explanation. That's true. So yeah. that's that's really just uh, yeah, that's a, that's duplicative. That's the same explanation, just with different words. Anyway. Uh, that's all I got. You ready for the much anticipated downfall review?
2: Yeah. All right,
0: let's get into it. Yeah, I think you mean. Good. Yeah. In a world of movie references flying over his head, one man will
3: finally watch them. This is the Matt and
0: Blonde Show movie review. All right, I tried to be a little bit nicer this week after my description last week. I think, poisoned the well a little bit. So how's this? A little bit. This week's movie is the 2004 historical drama Downfall, in which a misunderstood Austrian painter gets a little too ambitious attempting to restore order to the European continent. And one by one, everyone has to take the internet's favorite advice. Kill yourself. Except for his very young secretary, who escapes to tell the world she didn't do nothing. From mo- do
2: nothing. From
0: movie picker Tony, Hitler's final days in the Berlin bunker at the end of world war two. And yes, this is the original progenitor of the Hitler rant meme, but the film is also genuinely scary as always your review and your rating.
2: Oh man, this is one of those movies that I think is going to stick with me maybe for life. Hmm. It really affected me emotionally. It was really intense. Um, I thought it was fantastic. So, the acting was excellent. I know you're going to complain about the subtitles, but I don't think that this could have bit. been done yeah. in any way except for in German. I thought it really added it really added to the film. Um, and so pri- I went into this and I was like, they're gonna they're gonna do Hitler wrong. They're gonna do him dirty. I know it. And they really they really didn't. Like I was reading Roger Ebert's review and some other people, and they were like, and then Hitler is portrayed as the absolute incoherent madman that he was. And I was like, do we watch the same movie? Because he seemed like kind of a cool dude. I don't, I don't
1: well, know. Well, this movie you,
2: also man. got a lot
0: of criticism for humanized portrayals of Hitler and company. That's why right. people were, right. were harsh on it. Yeah.
2: But I think most people thought that he was depicted as unhinged. And I didn't, I didn't think so at all. He seemed like a man at the end of his rope, tired of filthy commies, uh, and just like refusing to let them dance on his great if he was just if he's just not going to have it he was like absolutely not i mean i think it was wise to portray him as something of a normal man not this supernatural evil monster that people that people think he was um he was kind to his loyalists and the women working for him and children and and his dog um and i also think it was really smart to show Gertrude's, the secretary what do they call her troutle yeah um i don't know how to pronounce it but
0: that's how i pronounce it
2: her authentic account because she clearly was being authentic when she was describing that she had absolutely no knowledge of um, the post-war atrocities or like, you know, the, the, the body count and and all of the actions of Hitler. Like she had no idea and people are super critical of her. um, But she clearly didn't know.
1: I don't know. know.
0: I haven't listened to her enough to decide if I believe her or not, but frankly, that that really does not change my opinion of the movie in any way.
2: It doesn't. Maybe I'm focusing too much on like, was this propaganda from mm. a, a filmmaking perspective? Uh, the cinematography was excellent. Um, it was just brutal. It captured that like gritty wartime, uh, brutality that, uh, not, not all war movies actually capture. And then I loved this claustrophobic feeling that you get, like you're in the bunker with them, you know? I just loved it. I gave it a four out
0: of five. All right. We're we're on a very similar page here. Ah,
2: good.
0: So uh the many things I appreciate about this movie. Number one, um, at least as far as I understand, and of course I'm not a World War II historian, but I this is one of those movies, sort of like when I saw the fictionalized depiction of Waco, and I'm thinking, okay, come on, there's no way that happened, there's no way that yeah. happened. And I look it up and one by one, like, sure like, enough, those things happen. happen. Yeah. So the, the the portrayal of the Hitler youth. Yeah, especially in the desperate days of the Battle of Berlin toward the end of the war there. Yeah. There were a lot of child soldiers that that checks out. Um, one of the last known photos of Hitler so is him shaking children,
2: hands. letting them get in the game.
0: <laughs> Hitler shaking hands with one of those Hitler youth that looks a lot oh. like the young boy depicted in this movie. Um, that is a real event uh, to me as I'll, I'll speak about it. A little bit more in a moment but this scene with i don't know how to pronounce her name joseph goebbels the propaganda minister's wife magda mm-hmm. magda
2: magda
0: um she actually killed her kids she the did. goebbels killed their kids in the way six
2: of seven of the kids and one of the yeah. kids the oldest one helga she fought even more than was depicted yeah in the film yeah
0: and as you mentioned the secretary survived and later struggled to come to terms with her past her memoirs the basis for the movie, so. I understand that in in an entertainment movie, you're going to take some liberties with how you portray people or certain facts that you stretch or omit based on everything I've read. It doesn't sound like there's a lot of looseness with this story to the extent that you believe that secretary, uh, Troutle, this appears to be a very accurate, uh, account with very little, you know, made up or exaggerated, uh, and there's a lot to think about philosophically. I understand that points of historical fact, certain events don't necessarily mean that the way characters are presented is, is necessarily accurate or the degree to which they believed things or didn't believe things or said very specific things. Maybe that's accurate. Maybe it's not. But there's well,
2: th- most of the most of her accounts were corroborated by uh, what was his name, like, like Rokas Mish, who yeah. also survived. Yeah. Uh, so I, you have two accounts that are corroborating one yeah. another. That's that's pretty good. That's pretty good.
0: Just a lot of the what I appreciate about this movie, it's not simply um, Nazis bad. You know, I, I really thought I was in store for some kind of propaganda here. And what I appreciate about this is it's a lo- World War II is so saturated. Video games, movies, TV series. It's very hard to stand out in that World War II genre. This movie does that by telling a side of the story that these days, frankly, is forbidden from telling. It doesn't mean that you have to like Hitler or the Nazis to consider the thoughts or the philosophies that were driving them. And frankly, I, as far as I understand these philosophies, I disagree with almost all of them. It doesn't make it any less interesting to think about them. This theme that ideology is valued over life itself. And in particular with, with Magda Goebbels, is like, she says, you don't, you don't have to wonder why she killed her kids as the, as the red army is closing in. She says outright in the movie
2: she ch- doesn't want them to have a future without National Socialism. And that
0: they can't, that there is no future right. without yeah. National Social- Socialism. <laughs> if National Socialism dies, she says there will be no future. And that is not uh, that that's obviously written for the movie. But the secretary, Troutel, said that she actually said to her, Magda Goebbels did in the bunker, quote, I would rather have my children die than live in disgrace jeered at. My children stand no chance in Germany after the war. This, to me, is the same logic as the abortion thinking. It's like, well, my kid's destined for obstacles, a bad life. Really, it's merciful of me to kill my kid. No, it's not. Your kid, your kid's life has value for its own sake, no matter how you rationalize it. It's still murder, lady. Um, But it's just interesting to see that I'm not. (laughs) Oh, Everyone at Planned Parenthood is a Nazi or something. That's not what I'm trying to say. I'm just trying to. I'm trying to look at the logical similarities here and I don't understand how anyone would draw a difference. It, it's the exact thinking you're killing, you're killing your kid for merciful reasons is almost, if not outright, never the case.
2: No, of course not. Right. Uh, uh, and I did appreciate that. Um, it, it demonstrated that all of us in that time and place would have been Nazis. Every, everybody at to act like they would, resist like they would you know be that mercenary army against the nazi nope you'd be a nazi like you would you would have been well speak
0: for it, yourself <laughs> <laughs> but they were normal I,
2: they were normal people
0: i thought of you when there was the hitler youth girl Did she even have the blonde braids but she, she died did, the yeah. honorable <laughs> heil hitler death and i think i couldn't figure out she, it looked like she got shot in the heart or several of them did shot in the chest
2: somebody might have um yeah why done it for her mercy or Ugh. thinking that they did that yeah
0: I I thought Hitler's philosophy on the natural world was really interesting. Hitler, obviously, at least as presented in this movie, has this view. He bases his his philosophy, his perception of the world on his view of the natural world. It's ruthless. It's competitive. It rewards strength, not weakness. Any power exerted by the strong upon the weak is justified. He says in the movie, quote, to feel compassion for the weak is a betrayal of nature. The strong can only triumph if the weak are exterminated. Apes, for instance, kill all the odd ones. And what applies to apes must definitely apply to humans. Now, I I understand what he's saying there. I think what he's ignoring is the key distinction between humans and animals, and that is the capacity to reason that through the observation of the natural world, we find the, the moral truth of the natural world. And that's what separates us from the animals. We don't actually want to be apes, Adolf is what I would say. We we want to prosper beyond them, even though I I understand there that apes are subject to gravity too. But it just again, it was an interesting thing where I don't I don't agree with what Hitler is saying, but it's it's an interesting experience to hear him say it and think about why you disagree instead of just yeah, that's a bad guy, he's very very evil, fuck him. You know, just thoughts that you're not supposed to thought exercises you're not supposed to have anymore. Uh, the whole the movie is, is really one big demonstration of leadership without introspection. Hitler is incapable of considering his own faults. It's always some military leaders fault. It's always, it's a, even the German people's fault. They voted for this. This is what they get. I have no, he's, he says at one point, uh, the young are supposed to die in the war or whatever. That's what they do. And you know, I mean, some quote to that effect. Um, I won't go deep into this cause I talk about this stuff all the time, but you know, wh- where, uh, where power is centralized It becomes unaccountable It develops those blind spots It demonstrates the importance of checks on power And all those things that I am a fan of That I talk about all the time So I won't go deep into that But uh, I, as much as I'm Ripping on Hitler's philosophy here I gotta credit the uh, The the moment of prophecy that he had When he said the quote the west He said quote The western democracies are decadent They'll succumb to the people from the east I mean here we are 80 years later being decadent and succumbing to the people from the East. I'm not convinced yeah. that Hitlerian authoritarianism is the solution. I think that, uh,
2: Oh, but maybe, I mean, I, I got bitterly sad when I saw what his, um, what, what the future, the model future that he had hmm. for post-war Germany. I was like, that would just have been so much better for, for the country than what we're doing with now.
0: Yeah. I, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to carry on hoping for a moral revival and individual accountability to God and all of those things. But uh, but I can't say that Hitler was wrong in that particular diagnosis there. It's it's interesting to hear. I don't know if he actually said that or if that was scripted for the movie. But uh,
2: what about that model? Do you think that was real? He was uh, talking like we need to have amphitheaters and there needs to be culture. If they they bomb here, then the the reconstruction will be easier and then.
0: I I think I I don't remember that in detail, so I must not have paid as much attention to that part. But I do I think I remember the part where he was t- yeah the model city you're talking about mm-hmm. yeah, yeah I remember that point I just don't remember all the details of what he said.
2: Yeah, but he was just talking about uh, his vision for uh, uh, the future of Germany, and it involved education and and culture and literature and art, and hmm. it just it just made me think like, huh, are are we worse off? Clearly. We're, we're clearly worse off uh we've lost western culture i mean he did value those things
0: well he also had a great rant and that's the last thing i'll appreciate he great meme rant and of course i've seen the hit you can't have been on youtube for the last decade and a half without seeing hitler reacts to something yeah and those have uh those that that meme is pretty stale at this point it's been well worn but that was a uh That was a pretty durable meme for a long time. And it's still funny whenever I I was exposed to that primarily through the call of duty community, that the new game would come out every year. Everyone hates the new game. And they would find some sort of comfort in Hitler ranting about how much the new game sucks subtitled <laughs> on YouTube. It was a great performance. The guy's name was Bruno Gans or Gantz. A yep. Swiss Were you aware
2: that Hitler actor. had Parkinsonianism before this film? I did not know that.
0: No, um, we obviously we noticed the handshaking and stuff. It was a
2: lifelong ailment, though. He had hmm. it since uh, he was young.
0: Yeah, I didn't research what condition he had or why that was presented that way. But um, my, my only points of criticism... Yeah, in general, I don't like reading movies, but I would agree with you that the the acting performances, number one, the acting performances do a pretty good job of conveying sort of the sentiments or the 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 ideas of what's going on without even having to read every word. But even when you do read every word, I thought that the, the, the uh, subtitling was really concise and easy to follow. It wasn't overly complicated. Mm-hmm. And I think you're also right. It's a point that I hadn't thought of. Would it have been as authentically and aggressively German if Hitler was yelling in English? Probably not. No. No. So even though I generally don't like reading subtitles, if any movie pulls it off, it's gotta be this one. And then my only other question about the movie's plot is what happens to the young boy. His name is Peter Kranz. Uh, He is the Hitler youth kid who survives. He takes out the tanks. He gets the award from Hitler. His unit gets killed. His parents get killed. I, I thought that they killed themselves for some reason, but I, I guess it's supposed to be that they got killed. His dad got hanged and his yeah. mom got shot.
2: No. Oh, no, because the guy left the apartment. So they did. They didn't kill themselves. Oh,
0: OK. Yeah. So they they were murdered, apparently. But then he gets on the bike and he escapes Berlin with with Troutel when she leaves when the the Red Army arrives. And uh, I thought that given pretty much everybody else is a real person, that he was probably a real person. He's not. He's kind of a composite character of Hitler Youth members. But as I mentioned, that event of Hitler Youth members achieving battlefield things and getting rewarded by Hitler was real. So pieces that were real, if not the real person. But I just thought that given the, the character's importance in the story, he just kind of, he bikes off with her at the end and then just kind of disappears and she never mentions him. Now, she never mentions him as an old lady because he's not a real kid. But I thought, well, for a character that was really central to this story, to have him just kind of go away and not really know what happened to him was a little bit unsatisfying. But that's a, that's a minor criticism for what I thought was an otherwise excellent movie. So I agree and I gave it a four Wiki rating.
2: Nice. Wiki, wiki, wiki
0: pretty good pretty 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 good as i mentioned i think it's tough to stand out in the world war ii genre i think downfall does that really well but what i appreciate most it didn't seem like propaganda in either in either direction i didn't feel like i was supposed to come out loving hitler or loving the nazis and i certainly didn't um come out feeling like I was supposed to hate them either and that this was supposed to convince me even more that the Nazis were the bad guys. I thought it was a, a fair and thoughtful presentation that I really appreciated.
2: Great. Yep.
0: All right. Uh, Do you think
2: Traddle was hot, the actress that played her was hot?
0: Very German.
2: Really pretty. She was an understated beauty, I think.
0: Has she done more acting work? I've, I don't think I've ever seen her I've
2: before. never seen her in anything before.
0: Uh, and people generally love this movie. The early vote in reaction uh, we got... Uh, almost 90% of res- oh. of respondents giving it a 5 or a 4. There's basically no hate for this movie. So, that is good to see. Uh next week I'm going to try to be fair with British humor. It's Monty Python and the Holy Grail. I know I was rude to Life of Brian, but I'm
2: Brian is what
0: I'm going to go in with an open mind. I'm not no, going you're not. Yes, I am. I'm going to do the best I can. So we'll watch Monty Python next week. And then uh, after that, June's nominations are from listener Draculama. Remaining nominees are The Matrix, The Godfather, Good Morning Vietnam, Star Trek 4, The Voyage Home, Mary Poppins. You've Got Mail, The Devil Wears Prada, or of course, you can reject the list in favor of a randomly selected top rated movie instead. As a reminder,
2: that's a couple that picked the movies together. You think? Totally.
0: I guess, well, I never know. I, sometimes people have a list that uh, there's no common theme among any of them.
2: You've got male
0: you Tell me a, a woman pick. is not responsible for Devil that. Wears Prada. Yeah. Not to influence the vote, but I know that my wife is a fan of that movie. That I've never great. seen it. Anyway. Uh, we'll see what is chosen next week. A lot of a lot of uh, classic movies there that I I don't think I've seen. I saw the Matrix a long time ago and I, I don't really even remember. I know the general, you know, red pill, blue pill, all that stuff. But as far as the specifics of the Matrix, it's been too long. I hardly even remember it. So we'll see what uh, what classic movie we get to watch out of that. But uh, as a reminder, if you'd like to read my movie reviews, comment how wrong I am, submit your own rating, vote for the next movie. And sign up for the chance to be the movie nominator for the month. The one and only place to do it is in my weekly movie review column, linked in the description and on the homepage of the website. That is Matt Christensen And that'll do it. We'll catch up with our chatters. Let's see. Over on uh, Rumble, addicted to drums, says thanks. Thank you. Uh, over on odyssey rowdy dude says if i can i'd like to recommend a book you should check out germany must perish by theodore n kaufman i don't know anything about it to you Mm -mm. i will uh give that some consideration and thank you rowdy dude i think we're uh yeah we're good on d live it's uh about the book it was published in 1941 in the united states it advocated Genocide through the sterilization of all Germans and territorial dismemberment of Germany, hmm. believing that it would achieve world peace. Interesting. Uh, the Nazi Party used the book, which was written by a Jewish author, to support their argument that Jews were plotting against their country. So, historically significant in that regard.
2: Interesting.
1: Hmm.
0: All right. Thank you for the recommendation. All right, uh, let's catch up with uh, YouTube and Tippy stream, I think. Sure. Yeah, you remember where we left off?
2: Yes. Uh, General Grievance. Hey, can you two do me a solid and tell the people from Nashville to check their damn email? And a huge shout out to the four or five that already got back. Something's about to be in the works around here. Ooh. Well, I hope, uh,
0: I hope you're not thinking of going to Target and faking like you're going to buy their entire Pride display, but then not doing it. Please don't. Now, um, if you're in Nashville on the contacts list, I guess check your email. The trouble is, I don't know who specifically that is. So if you live in Nashville and you listen to the show, answer your email. Well, John
2: John, me. Matt and I once made love. He smelled like sweet leather and oak barrels. Showed me how the forest meets the peaks. He gave me a bar of Timberland soap with a high altitude cooling effect to soothe my. My busted open saloon doors, promo code Listen.
0: I know that one's gay. I didn't get that one It's the most goddamn
2: faggy thing you ever seen. It's, it truly really is. No. I want some butts! Is <laughs> that from Top Gun?
0: <laughs> Never forget.
2: MX2D. Matt, I tried the pump outside of Bosem pretty nice, but I recommend trying Wawa or even Sheets if you go east sometime.
0: Well, I'm glad to hear you gave Town Pump a chance, but if you were not wowed, I think you picked the wrong pump. I'm that committed to town pump. You got to tell me which town pump you selected. Because again, you need the premier new palatial pumps. If it was a legacy pump left over from the 80s, you didn't get the full experience. Uh, But I will consider it if I go east. I've heard of Wawa. I've never heard of Sheets. I don't know what that is.
2: Wawa? Is that what I said?
0: Wawa is, uh, that's Hmm. like a a similar type of uh, convenience store. Unless um, I'm mistaken, but I'm pretty sure it is. Uh, Jeffrey, anyway,
2: oh sorry. Hope you me. had a
0: good Montana trip. Thank you,
2: Jeffrey O'Neill. Will 2023 be remembered as the Great Seasoning War, Salt and Pepper v. the Overseasoned? Australia is now nearly 100% Labor Democrat controlled. 715,000 new seasoners in two years during a housing crisis.
0: Uh, I guess. <laughs> I think I get what's going on here. I don't. The seasoning joke is a little bit over my head. Is that what the new season migrant issue? Yeah. I've just never heard them called new seasoners.
2: Oh, like, like they're seasonal migrants, but is that that what it is?
0: This is one of those down under references. That's a little beyond me, but I, I understand what you're saying. No. Um, if that's,
2: it would be so sad.
0: 715,000 in two years. If we're talking about that sort of, uh, if, if we're talking about bringing in that many immigrants or whatever the context is here. Yeah. Good luck. Uh, same problem we have in this country. Yep. Thank you, man.
2: Um, JRC want a blessed Memorial Day weekend to both of you and your families. Thank you so much. We appreciate it.
0: Jeff. Uh, yes. Swoat. Happy Memorial Day.
2: Pump is a fine chain, but Casey's in Missouri is so much better. You should visit it sometime. I'm from Missouri. I don't remember any Casey's.
0: I will not tolerate this pump hate. I don't uh, get it. <laughs> Okay. Uh, we have Casey's Corner, which is a separate chain in Montana, and those are like those. Are, that's Pump for Pores, which is weird because Town Pump is a discount convenience store. But I mean, Casey's is like Casey's is the Walmart of Town Pumps. Okay, what the the one here? I I know that's different than the one in Missouri. I'm just saying I'm already biased against Casey's number one because it's not Town Pump, and because specifically in this state, Casey's is grossly inferior to Town Pump. Mm. But I'm sure it's fine in Missouri.
2: For some reason, this is giving me a craving for bugles. That's a bugles weird before? snack.
0: I haven't had those in a long time. They're mm. shaped like wizard hats or something, like hollow cones.
2: I gotta have some bugles.
0: I guess they're shaped like a bugle. That's probably the term I should have used. But mm. those those kind of airy... Remember when Doritos did like 3D Doritos and they were really airy? Yeah. Those are not a hit to me. I don't like those. I need my snacks to be denser.
2: I like Same reason I don't like... chips.
0: Are you a fan of puffy Cheetos?
2: No, I like my Cheetos dense. Right, exactly. I don't eat any junk food anymore, though. So this is just a hype I bought PN. No, no. Thank you, Robin D. Banks. Matt and I once made love. I said, kissing is embarrassing. So I'm just going to kind of drool in your mouth. And he said, no. Get off of me, you freak. More believable than attacks on Target, which sound like anime.
0: Uh, maybe yeah, more some believable of those were real than the attacks on Target. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I, owe I bought a Bernie. Thank you, I bought.
1: I am not
2: going to be nigger combos.
0: Of course, That's thank bad. you, Robin, as well. Pizza combos. I must have talked about pizza combos on the stream before. Who referenced pizza combos?
2: Somebody in the live chat just did.
0: Pizza combos, the greatest gas station. Not you can get some good stuff from the right gas station deli. But as far as like packaged snacks, pizza combos, top tier. You ever had them?
2: hell yeah I've okay, I, I don't some people eat don't vegetable oil anymore and yeah. so my my snack options are i can buy like a seven dollar bag of Sieta potato chips that are cooked in avocado oil but that's pretty much it
0: what's your take on gardettos
2: oh i'll eat if if i were eating vegetable oil i'd eat the shed of some Gardetto.
0: okay. But Gardettos. okay the brown
2: pieces that's where it's at
0: I I agree, but I'm not. Uh, you don't do the whole the rye chips or the uh, cow pies, as some people call them. They sell them. They sell the bags of just that. You don't do just that.
2: I don't because I like the I like to look forward to it. You know, I like to be like, oh pretzel, ah oh, square pretzel, yeah, and then oh a rye chip, yeah. You know, the, that's and you part just of the
0: game. have the
2: rye chips. It's just. It's just but man, uh,
0: I don't eat Gardetto's very commonly. Maybe a few times a year. You look at the calories in a in a bag of Gardetto's. It's oh, unreal. It's, uh,
2: it's that is the OG junk food. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, honorable mention to goldfish as well. Gold goldfish, cheddar crackers. Yeah. Tortuga. No, it's okay. oh, <laughs> oh yeah. Go sorry. for it.
2: Okay. Mr. Christensen last week you panned citizen came because you hated all the characters. So how are you feeling about the characters in <laughs> downfall can hardly wait laughs in Zionist.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, as you heard, I sympathized with all of them greatly and found them compelling.
1: Paul hitler baby now, uh, they
0: they they were actually interesting though i mean it, yeah whether you love them or hate them obviously i don't have a lot of love for mrs goebbels but uh
2: and i thought but, they made eva braun like a little more superficial than she probably was we
0: right? were talking about that before the stream because um my wife and i when eva braun was first revealed in the show like that she's not that impressive so we looked up the actual ava braun and the actress in the show is probably better looking than the actual Mm -hmm. ava braun and i was wondering if you're freaking hitler how do you not have the hottest chick in the reich and you're saying hotter
2: uh, he had a hot mistress who was 20 oh who was Eva braun's cousin recruited by Eva braun
0: but you're saying he was just that loyal of a guy
2: he was a loyal man yeah he appreciated Hmm. loyalty tortuga sadly won't be able to watch live as my dog got foxtails stuck in his paw. So we're at the vet sucks. Watch out for those. If you own a dog, they can lead to a whole host of problems, including death.
0: Oh, foxtails stuck in his paw. I don't even know what that is. Those are like
2: those little, um, like sticky prickers, sticky prickers.
0: Oh yeah. Okay. And these can get infected. I assume that's probably the issue.
2: Yeah. Hmm. Boogeyman917 says, I doubt it. Thank you. (sighs) Laurel, got back from my culinary workshop in Chicago. I can now make an omelet. I doubt it. Get my filet mignon to come out medium rare, minced garlic in a fourth of the time and make a chocolate souffle. I feel like a real girl. Those are some good things to get under your belt
0: culinary workshop you say i hope that was fun just don't People chop. think too- that
2: omelets are hard but they are diff- are easy but they're actually rather difficult to do correctly
0: i just hope laurel doesn't chop too aggressively because whenever i watch someone even when they're skilled in their chopping it just it always know, makes me nervous please don't chop off a put finger. your fingers in yeah i'm sure You've she knows what she's doing far uh, more than i do though
2: kendall jenner chopping uh, a cucumber you gotta watch it Watch it right now. I on. would
0: probably give me anxiety. The same anxiety I feel every time I open up an avocado and the pit is a little too hard to get out. And I'm like, you just got to kind of dig at that with a knife, no, thinking, oh, for it, the don't. love of God, you know, or you hold an avocado in your hand that's a little too firm. So you're like, oh, I really got to cut at this. And all of a sudden you pop through it and stab your hand.
2: Why don't you just spoon it out?
0: Because, out? because I am uh, I'm brutal with my avocados and I never learned my lesson. I, it's a miracle Look I have at that a left thing. hand.
2: Look- Watch this Kendall Jenner video. You will shit your pants. Can I do it right now? Yeah, totally. Um, Pirate Tomsky. Matt, if you shit all wait, over wait. downfall, then you officially have no taste in movies and your future reviews are null and meaningless. Well, you're in luck, Mr. Pirate. <laughs> yeah. um, I'm glad Logan I didn't or- disappoint.
0: Uh, <laughs> I, do I really want to Google? And thank you, by the way. Can, do I really want to Google Kendall Jenner cucumber?
2: No, just cutting vegetables or whatever. Oh, okay. I should uh, Logan or The silver play button is as useful... As jogger men parenting.
0: <laughs> That's
2: okay. Uh, oh, here's the video. Geez.
0: I'm going to watch okay. it with no sound.
2: Okay. Okay. Should I keep reading or should I wait? Uh,
0: keep going. And I will, uh, I will wait till the part that she starts chopping here.
2: Blue Viper starting the process of starting a podcast with my brother. I can't wait to be famous with my two favorite E celebrities. Um, I am not famous, but my thirteen year old nephew just told me that he found my podcast and my Twitter
1: <laughs> okay
2: and i am I'm well, real worried
0: that's mom and dad's fault
2: I don't know, man. I'm thinking I'm just gonna not change at all mm. right? I can't change because of my nephew
0: no, we no you can't I can't uh good luck on your uh on your podcast. I hope you enjoy it. And as far as Kendall Jenner, your dispute here is like the cross that she does.
2: What is she doing? I guess it I, looks I was safe. watching that. I'm like, how do you have any fingers? And then I was like, oh, this is the first time you've ever cut a vegetable.
0: Yeah, it, it does look like she's learning on the fly. It's not a very natural form, but it doesn't look like she's going to chop her finger off either.
2: Oh, I would the whole time. I was like, what are you? I'll
0: tell she you does what? this
2: like weird cross thing.
0: Yeah. You uh, you okay. keep going. I can get this video up and we can evaluate.
2: Oil King, yag yag wag tag rag gag mag. I said it. Biden is a bad accountant, waiting to the last day to pay the bills. I, Oil King, I don't get you. I don't get you. I don't get it. Thank you for the donation. though. I really appreciate it.
0: All right. Do you want to? Uh, you want to evaluate this?
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's watch it.
0: Let me skip straight to the part. Kendall party. Jenner.
2: Att- <laughs> I'm not professional whatsoever.
0: Okay. So what you- I no
2: hey, no no.
3: Do you want to cut this up for that her? looks Cold, sketchy. After the episode dropped, some fans
2: took to social
3: But to that, call that, out that, what they that
0: that's
2: No, 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 it was that first thing that, person that one she says, Watching anyway. Kendall Jenner cut a cucumber is one of the most painful I things have to be careful she, just... writer... she has a, a total smoke show though.
0: Yeah, that, that frame right there I don't know if it's the same for you But it does look like she's about to chop off her thumb Idiot Anyway, I have to be careful how much of this I play Because uh, Raja <sighs> Mohan might get me on the, uh, on the copyright Ugh.
2: Buddy with an H Saivar Sheep Kandula, terrorism suspect under notable alumni on the Marquette High School, Missouri, Wikipedia page. Can somebody get me in on that? Can someone do that? Do an edit so that I am also on the Marquette High School, Missouri, Wikipedia. Is that legit? Um,
0: I need Let me uh, see if that's true. Is he actually being serious?
2: I don't know. Am I on there? Carry on. Great show. Love you all. No homo. No
0: homo. We love you, too. Well, thank you. Here it is. Marquette High School, Missouri. Speech Notable alum. Oh, my God. (laughs) i thought i didn't even think they had a wikipedia page but here it is let me pull it up
2: wikipedia market notable alumni
0: now i do not see blonde listed oh but there he is sai sai varsheeth kandula terrorism suspect he has been added to the list that wasn't even a joke
2: nicholas schiller blogger why the fuck am i not on this
0: who the hell all that uh, you know, other achievements that I have, I legit am on the notable residents of Bozeman Wikipedia. I'm, really? I'm right there, yeah.
2: <laughs> Chris Nash is professional baseball player. I know yeah. that guy.
1: Huh. Wow. Huh.
0: So, you know, between um, between my silver play button and my uh, my notable resident of Bozeman, Montana, I'm really uh, on the up and up. You know.
1: Well, guys, oh, guys, you know, you know what you, you need to do
2: good for you all right who else who else we got um edward brooks says i want blonde to toast with me to george floyd three years sober if she does i follow this with 50 i cannot drink alcohol for multiple reasons and guardian my soap theme deadwood reference failed oh i already read that we didn't get it i can't believe i
0: i you didn't fail i failed as someone who loves deadwood and has I just
2: watched deadwood
0: i've seen all three seasons i've seen the movie I love the actual Deadwood. How did I? I can't believe I missed that. That's on me. That's not on you. Thank you for supporting yeah, the show.
2: You really suck. Suck, suck, suck. Sucks to suck, doesn't it? I lost my place. Fuck.
0: Uh, injured. Okay, Deadwood reference. Bill Biz says... Oh. Uh, Did you read this one? Did any violent Black Lives Matter protesters get jail time like the January 6th thought criminals? Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I I know there were arrests and prosecutions for some. Did someone get 18 years for all the Black Lives Matter rioting? I'm not aware. Unless I missed it.
1: (laughs) Uh, Uh, Ovid
0: says, hey, Matt and Blonde got married yesterday. God smiled upon us all. and It was the most wonderful day of my life. Keep an eye out on the P.O. box because something is coming your way after the honeymoon well congratulations that's so
2: great very glad to hear it
0: and uh
1: we love you you're very special
0: thanks for your support for the show and of course for for listening as long as you have and congratulations on making what is uh life's most important step and now get to work having many children
2: <laughs> do it
0: a- Andrew a- Guardian. have a good honeymoon is a yeah. better way of phrasing that
2: oh <laughs> blonde a few weeks ago hello daddy blonde at the beginning of tonight's show you're a sweet boy <laughs> I'm both confused and intrigued no Skag has a got a sweet optimism about him well I think we can all we can all say that right
0: oh uh, well maybe maybe uh maybe I once did
2: no you're kind like, in your heart you,
0: you talk to me like that gay. That mom in the hoax hate story talks about her son oh he's such yeah. a good boy he did
1: nothing wrong he's such wrong. a good boy <laughs> uh.
2: Yes, except I didn't uh I'm not paying any toll that I have to atone for. Hey oh, no, no one, no
1: one. Uh
0: wait, what? what Fine, that nothing. Uh, I'm not reading this next one. You know who has your back on that one?
2: <laughs> That's funny. Thanks, i <laughs> I'm not reading this.
0: Uh is this Robin? No. Oh, did we read Robin's?
2: Oh no, I missed Robin. Uh, I feel bad for Target. They got viciously attacked by everyday Americans by not giving this multi-billion dollar corporation their own money because of their stance on gays. Womp. Uh, yeah.
0: Viciously attacked by people choosing to buy their diapers elsewhere or something like that.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Poor Target. Uh, are you, you're talking about spread this one?
2: I'm not reading that. I'm not, uh, not going to do it.
0: It's just the name.
2: Yeah, I'm not. I'm not going to read that. Sounder will not be out there.
0: Spread my cheeks, Daddy. <laughs> Thoughts on the sex scandal involving two six-year-olds in Plainview, Texas. That's news to me. I don't even know what that is.
2: Oh, let me look this up without okay. getting flagged.
0: Yeah, Six-year-old. careful.
2: Six-year-old
0: Simple Dan forever. Matt and I once thought, uh, once fought rather at Thermopylae. Is that how I pronounce that? No. He and his fellow Greeks had long hair and beards. Me and fellow Persian immortals had short hair and hair and shaved faces. The Greeks died to the last man. Yeah, well, it, uh, I guess that's the thinking. It's it's the, the men with the long hair and the beards who die, especially the long hair you get. You get your throat slit. Your ponytail is a throat slitting handle.
2: Oh, this is the worst oh. story I've ever read. What's
0: the details? Thank you. Simpleton. A
2: six-year-old girl was like, forced to perform a sex act on like a six-year-old boy and he videotaped it on his ipad
0: who forced whom there was an adult involved or the
2: no this the six-year-old boy forced a six-year-old, six-year-old girl seeing as how they're both six i don't think that this is a, like a prosecutable offense or anything like that i mean well, there's gotta crazy.
0: be some adults yeah i'm not I, I, without knowing the details i don't know but there's that Strikes me as something that doesn't happen without an adult's involvement in some way. As in what was that kid exposed right. to that gave him the idea to do that?
2: Like there's normal sexual childhood development. And I think this falls outside that realm. Uh yeah, this is not
0: that's not a curiosity thing. That's not yeah. a I'll show you yours or I'll show you mine if you show me yeah. yours type thing. That if he If I'm understanding what you're saying correctly and that he had full knowledge of an act that he forced a young girl to do at his age, that means he knows a thing or two that he probably shouldn't know. Yeah. How did he gain that knowledge? I don't know. Hmm. Anyway, uh, Holden Mulray says, we're in a demographic upheaval and the mainstream media seems slow to admit it. Exodus from urban centers. I'd love to see my fave podcast duo incorporate a bit showing anecdotal milestones rei in portland et cetera. yeah maybe there's a maybe there's a what what theme could i do we kind of did the uh classics from what did i call it classics from the urban centers or something i I can't remember but there's maybe there's another spin on it the portland thing the rei thing is hilarious just rei having to close up shop due to rampant theft after probably nobody else in the industry has has uh espoused this philosophy that enabled that sort of thing more than REI all the time. And they pay the price. Hilarious. Thank you, Holden. Bunny with an H says, is there a world where we can strategically waste the resources of corporations and not boycotting? Target has 90 uh, 90 day returns. Buy up all the pride shit and return it on day 89. Get your points. Take Target Oh. Our target takes the charge back and excess pride crap for next year. That's an interesting strategy, too. And I, I will like tell it. you that 100% will work. You understand the return policy correctly. Now, I didn't work customer service at Target. I was stocking shelves. But I knew the guys who were at the customer service desk. Somebody returned a half drank Pepsi once. They decided halfway work? through they didn't like it and they got their money back. If you could return a half drank Pepsi, you could return the entire stock of pride merchandise, assuming you have not wrecked it in any, but even if you have wrecked it, I don't know. Interesting. But you are right that anything is returnable. Hmm. That's an interesting strategy. That is also not theft. You just have to put up the money up front. And there is a risk in that because let's say target chooses to fight you on it for any number of reasons. Well, I guess that's what he's saying uh, yeah, Target takes the chargeback. If if Target if Target disputed with you, then maybe you would have to have some dispute with your bank to get your money back. But between Target and your bank, you, you'll probably be fine, assuming that you yeah. don't go beyond the ninety day window. no
2: yep.
0: I like this strategizing. And this this <laughs> again, thinking outside the box within the box. I like it. Boyd Myron says, listen to the listen every week, but. Always a day late. Great show. I just purchased my first home this week and I'm very excited. I'll catch the show Monday. Thanks for the content. Well, congratulations, man. That's an exciting development. And um, well, I uh, look forward to your refinance uh, two or three years from now, hopefully. Or, yeah. I don't know. Who knows? I hope you bought it straight up. You don't even have to worry about interest rates or anything like that. But uh, but congratulations, man. That's huge. And all the best to you and your family esoterica unbound says one idea that i had to make um, a banner saying one idea i had is to make a banner saying quote unquote ing your children okay so the banner says ing your children take a picture holding it up to the end of the local target street sign posting it online and trying to get others to do the same right so these would be Photos that end up saying targeting your children. I guess it would be the target logo. I N G because target just always has the circles and they don't really have the text, but people would be able to connect it. Targeting your children. That would be, that's kind of an interesting campaign. You're, you're scouting. You think it's too difficult? Yeah.
2: Yeah. Okay. If a a blonde woman can understand it, then you've gone too far.
0: I think you would understand it if you saw it in person. Describing it is hard to envision, but I understand. I understand the logo. Yeah. And then the text is in your children. Targeting oh, your okay. children.
2: That's actually not very hard to understand. Yeah. I apologize.
0: Let's see. Uh chicken fried bunky says, bought some of the ball tangler soap. <laughs> Still waiting for my non-existent balls to tingle. False advertising. P.S. Hitler did nothing wrong. Well,
2: yikes. Nazi party.
3: I
0: don't know about that, but, uh, whatever you choose to tingle with the soap, I hope it tingles. Um, and, and thank you for, uh, for making the soap purchase as well. Injured guardian says, Matt, you never pretended that bugles were claws or talons when you were a kid. And it shows, no, I've done that, but bugles were not, uh, Bugles were not uh, they were not high ranking on my preferred snack list.
2: Yeah. And also they were like the Rolos of candy.
0: I don't place yeah. high value on the play utility of the snack. Never have. Even when I was younger, I don't it's care important. about like um, fruit roll ups and how you can peel out the little shapes and all that or any of that stuff. The, the play with the food's never been my thing, certainly not as an adult, but even as a kid. You ever, did you ever value that in your snacks?
2: Hell yes.
0: What were the best play snacks?
2: Fruit roll ups.
0: Okay. I mean, do all I,
2: sorts of stuff with fruit roll ups.
0: How many cavities do you think fruit roll ups is responsible for?
2: Millions. There's nothing million stickier
0: cavities. than fruit roll up in your teeth. Nothing. Okay, fine. I'll walk into it. What's stickier than a fruit roll up in your not, teeth? I'm we'll ask watching. the chat about that one.
2: They don't want to answer either. Okay. They have integrity, yeah. don't you know?
0: Uh, we all do, clearly. Uh, President Meg Tama says, love you guys. Love you, love you too. as well. Thank you. Uh, you want to take over with Nicholas?
3: We love you.
2: You're sure. very special. Uh, I have a piece of chicken that's been stuck in my esophagus since 1130 this morning. Can't eat or drink anything. On the plus side, I'm down like four pounds. <laughs> Bro, you got to get that out.
0: Stuck in your esophagus since 1130. I've never had an experience like that.
2: (laughs) My husband has with a radish. He almost died.
0: Now, here's another joke to walk into. I've never had anything stuck in my throat for that long. Anyone want to take that one? No. All right. Let that hang. All right. Moving on. I know I'm being
2: spied on right now.
0: Okay. (laughs) By your family or by feds?
2: By my family. Oh.
0: Esoterica. I can, hear,
2: I can hear 13 year old feet pettering away now uh, oh
0: no esoterica unbound one reason that uncle A's boys have been such a fascination over seven decades is that they were such sharp dressers the primary reason for <laughs> yeah. that of course is that all that uh, is that all national socialists are fags the, the, the uniforms were pretty sweet didn't uh oh no that was a uh, I remember when the the Google memo guy. What was yeah. his name? He, he, I guess he wasn't talking about Nazis, but he said the same thing about the KKK and their titles. I guess. Yeah, he was. Whatever you think of the KKK, you got to admire. They have cool titles like Grand Wizard and Dragon and stuff. And People are all <laughs> mad at him. Same thing goes for Nazi uniforms, man. Whatever you have to say about the political ideology, the uniforms are pretty sweet. I don't care yeah. who you yeah, are. All
2: right. OK, you cool. got to admire that. All right. Mm. I, uh,
0: one more. <sighs> You want me to take this one? Yeah. Moist farts. Am I imagining things or does blonde's nose seem to resemble that of a basketball American? Spill it. F words.
2: I will do no such thing. Uh, But I do want you guys to, like last time, uh, just keep speculating and sending me pictures of my old nose overlaying or my new nose overlaying my old nose. Yeah. Yeah. But this one, I think I'm just going to I'm just going to say nothing except for drop. I don't want to hear any
0: more of these lies.
2: <laughs> it doesn't really look big.
0: <laughs> I uh, I have no nine. Comment. I have no comment.
2: I can't be the last one.
0: Uh, that is for now. I think we're all set. We're good on uh, Odyssey. We're good on uh, Rumble. And I'll give a refresh here. And it looks like we're all set. Right on time for a uh, two-hour, 30-minute show. That's very neatly timed. Anything Ooh. else before we get out of here?
2: No, let's do it. All Don't right. forget. Wait, I do have something. Don't forget to add me on the notable alumni on the Marquette High School Wikipedia page. Do it. We need that There's some verified. no-name blogger on there, a bunch of minor league baseball players. Yeah. They deserve my spot.
0: We need to get Blonde the notoriety she deserves. <laughs> Who knows? It'll go straight from the Wikipedia page straight to the silver play button. Raja Muhan will not be able to <laughs> deny her after that.
1: Never. Anyway.
0: ooh, I almost spilled my water. Thank you guys for uh, tuning in tonight. Hope everybody has a fantastic Memorial Day. And uh, as I mentioned, please take some time to remember those who made the ultimate sacrifice for our country. And uh, if you need more to listen to over the holiday, check out the website, Media.com, Check out the podcast page. Speaking of anything else show related, MattChristensenMedia.com. We'll be back next Sunday, because if it is Sunday, sorry, Chuck Todd, it's not Meet the Press. It is The Matt and Blonde Show. Have a great night.
2: Bye, guys.